0: The following program is paid for and presented by John DeMassi. The opinions expressed are not those of Town Square Media or station advertisers.
1: WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John DeMassey.
2: Surprise. It's Seth Grossman. Uh so it's not John doing his monologue and then inviting me to put my liberty and prosperity pitch at 16 minutes after john uh is where i was uh last week and the west coast of florida checking out the baseball teams practicing there so uh uh, you have me for the full three hours so the phone lines here are open at 609-407-1450 you're welcome to call in I have a little bit of shtick that's maybe a little different style from John's. I like to do one call on one topic per one caller. Uh, And I think that makes things flow easily. And also, I like to have two-way conversations. So please uh, don't just put your piece in and then hang up. I like to go back and forth with you uh, if there are some points we, we ought to clear up. Uh, so, again, phone lines are open, 609-407-1450. And I'm the executive director of LibertyAndProsperity.com. And that group will be meeting at Sal's Cafe at the regular time from 9.30 to 10.30. And Brian Fitzherbert will be leading the discussion for the full one hour there. And we make a point of starting promptly at 9.30 and uh, adjourning and it at uh, At uh, 1030, because we don't want you to feel you're obligated to stay or killing a whole morning. Although very often, some folks get so interested in discussion, they choose to to stay longer. But the actual meeting itself is a one-hour meeting. Now, the Liberty and Prosperity meeting is not the only thing going on today. The Atlantic County Republicans are having their convention starting right now at the Linwood Country Club. And uh, a lot of people don't know the purpose of that convention, what it does, what it doesn't do. So I'd like to give a a brief rundown. Uh, The convention uh, in the the newspaper will say it picks the the Republican candidates who will be running against the Democrats in November. And and by the way, the Democrats will be having their convention tomorrow, Sunday at 2 o'clock at the Seaview Hotel and Golf Club. Uh, in, in Galloway. So uh, to, to just clear it up, because there are so many people who do not know how Republican uh, the parties and Democratic parties choose the candidates that you see running against each other in uh, November. In fact, you have a lot of people don't even know who or what the Republicans are or who or what the Democrats are. Basically, the Republicans are a private organization actually a corporation with bylaws and organization and members and uh, a procedure for picking officers and having bylaws and so on. And the Democrats are the same way. They're private clubs that under New Jersey law get to put their candidates on the ballot with a party label. And only two political parties are allowed to do that, the Republicans and the Democrats. Now, the, um, every June, the first Tuesday in June, I think it's June 6th this year, there's something called a primary election. And in that primary election, uh, any person who is either a Republican voter, meaning you have uh, voted Republican. When I say voted Republican, you voted in a Republican primary before, or a Democrat who voted in a Democrat primary before, or somebody who filled out a card to switch from one party to another, or anyone who's what we call a virgin—you never voted in a primary before—you uh, could vote uh, in the primary election on June sixth. And how do you become a candidate on the uh, on that primary election? Well, you have to get a certain number of signatures to get on the ballot, and it's not that hard to do. I think if you're running for the assembly or the state senate, you need 200 signatures. Uh, if you're running for county office, uh, you need maybe 100 signatures. But I don't know the exact numbers, but it's all listed on the uh, what's called the Division of Elections uh, website. And Liberty and Prosperity, when people want to run for public office, they often contact us at libertyandprosperity.com and ask us for the details of how to get that information. So if uh, anyone could be nominated by the Republican Party, uh, at a June 6 primary or by the um, Democratic Party at that same primary election where any voter, uh, who, anyone who's registered to vote can vote in those things. What the heck are the Republicans doing today and what the uh, what are the Democrats doing tomorrow? And that's where you get the inside baseball. Uh, you see, anybody could be on the ballot in the primary election. But anyone who followed what happened to me uh, two years ago when I ran against Vince Palestina for the state Senate knows that ballot position is very important. You'll notice in the primary election that certain candidates will have the label regular Republican or regular Democrat. And they'll be in one column all together. And uh, it's easy to find them on the ballot. And if uh, somebody does not run with the permission of that regular Republican uh, label, then you are put in what they call Ballot Siberia. You're stuck, you're stuck on the ballot in the middle of nowhere. So even your best friends and closest supporters can't find you. And that's what, what happened to me two years ago. So if uh, you don't get that endorsement uh, and you want to have good ballot position, You can't run by yourself. You have to form your own team, your own column, where you have candidates going from uh, this year, from the sheriff, the commissioner, uh, state assembly, state senate, right on down to local office. And if you don't have a a complete column or uh, lots of people on the column, then you don't have a chance of getting uh, elected or, or getting chosen at the primary election. So the whole purpose of this convention for the Democrats uh, tomorrow and Republicans today is for party leaders to use this mechanism to decide who gets the official row. Now, uh, how fair is that system? Well, it's not fair at all. The system, basically about five or six people in uh, each of the parties get to pick who the candidates are. And it wouldn't be bad if the leaders... Uh, had this uh, feeling called, we, we call it the fiduciary uh, idea, uh, meaning uh, where the county leaders of the Republican Party and the Democratic Party, they have the power to pick whoever they want using their conventions, uh, but they should not pick whoever they want because when they pick whoever they want, they pick their friends, they pick uh, you know, people who are inside the club, completely ignore important issues, completely ignore people on the outside. And that's why very often uh, you find out that uh, whoever wins the election, whether Republican or Democrat at the county level, is not talking about any of the issues that you think are important or worth discussing uh, here um, on this uh, radio program or at our Liberty and Prosperity meeting. All right, now having said all that, let's go to the calls as they normally would come in. John of Ocean City, welcome to the program. You're on the air. Good morning. You said you have a cold. Yeah, I do have a cold. That's what happens when you visit grandchildren. Uh, One had a runny nose and one had a cough and I got both. Or actually, I I thought I was shaking both, but (laughs) I guess it came back. Go ahead goes with the territory, yeah. Uh, this
3: is recently reported, as, as, as recently as yesterday, but it happened last fall. 400,000 gallons of radioactive water leaked into the main, into Mama America's main uh, soil. I'm trying, I have this written down. I'm, I, I'm, I forget, I'm going to wing it. Um, yes, uh, uh, there's been 40,000 uh, gallons of uh, highly toxic uh, radioactive water that's uh, been leaked into the soil. And that's over in Minnesota at the XL Nuclear uh, Enrichment Plant. But it's just told to us now. And also, um, with these, black, these bank closures, we have the chairperson of the Fed, Janet Yellen, and our illustrious president, Biden, are telling us not to worry. Just not nothing to see here move along. It's, like, it's nothing but your regular that we're being snowed. And who's who? Is it the dog wagging the tail or the, the tail wagging the dog as far as... Uh, the mainstream media? Are they controlling the politicians or are the politicians controlling them? Or are they a tag team? It's more like they're a tag team, isn't it? Well, what do you think?
2: Alright, well, I think we have a lot of denial uh, going on, uh, not just by Janet Yellen, but I was looking listening to this program, uh, I guess it was Thursday, when uh, you had uh, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of, uh, of uh, Hannity. Sean Hannity was talking with Stephen Moore And they were saying something like, oh, how stupid are they at that Silicon Valley bank? They were buying all these um, 1% government bonds, and the interest rate went up from 1% to 8% or 5%, and now those bonds are only worth like uh, 80% what they were worth before, and that's what caused the shortage, and uh, oh, that stupid bank. Uh, But think about this. Uh, You have this thing called Dodd-Frank. Uh, a law that was passed in 2008, which, of course, is itself ridiculous because it, that, that legislation was written by a Senator Dodd of Connecticut and Barney Frank, a congressman in Massachusetts, who are the you know, two crooked Democrats who were responsible for the whole banking collapse or, or subprime mortgage collapse in 2008. But what they said is that every bank in America has to have a certain number of safe assets. And they consider U.S. government bonds, treasury securities, to be safe. And they're not safe. Yeah. Uh, number one, yeah. Um, you, you have all these bonds were issued during the past 15, 20 years when the interest rate was 0% to 1% to 2%. And so the minute you, incre- you have inflation, so that new... Uh, bonds new investments are coming out at four five six and seven percent which is going to happen when you when you have these trillion dollar deficits that means that every single bond held by every bank is going to be worth a whole lot less so your banks are really um, you know they're they're paying you interest but your money is in a shrinking asset something that tomorrow or next next year is going to be worth a whole lot less than it's worth now so what's where are they going to get the money to pay your uh, deposits if you want your money back but the bigger problem is what makes you think the federal government is going to pay back its debt i mean what you hear is well the u.s government has always paid its debt and that's like being on an airplane and you're sitting in the airplane and you see that you you know the, the motor just dropped out off the wing and uh, everybody's panicking and the pilot says, don't worry. You know, uh, this airline has never had a plane crash before. Uh, that does not make you feel well, comfortable. Right. I want to
3: say, too, that's a, that's a lot to cover. OK, but I want to say this. Now, a liberal Democrat, I called in last week and he had more or less said that people like myself were of marginal intelligence. We're, I'm paraphrasing, but he said we're spoon fed, you know, small doses of this is, is right wing propaganda or. Misinformation or disinformation, however you want to uh, call it, and we're just being we're just being kept in our places with nonsense, with nonsense, with propaganda. If anybody's manipulating the minds of the American public, it would be the left. And I want to say this too. Um,
2: actually, I'm not picking on Democrats because all right, right, well, well, get, just get to the point. We're talking we're talking about banks. We're talking about banks. Go ahead. Okay. Now, it was,
3: yeah. Speaking of banks, the Federal Reserve that's that's not a bank, but it's okay. the stockholders
2: that all the money and it was actually a progressive democrat named Woodrow Wilson okay right there. okay well that's going into a different topic uh, John thanks so much for your thought let's go to Steve of Absecon Island phone lines are open 609-407-1450 here in the WFPG studios in Northfield and um, if you want to know more about libertyandprosperity.com please visit our website some new articles posted there Steve go ahead Thanks Seth, for taking my call I uh, my my topic is
4: tax policy and I so appreciate you going the bat for us and fighting that payment in lieu of taxes uh, issue I find it abhorrent just like you do that our tax policy is not evenly applied across the board and let me give you some exa- other examples that you most likely have thought about as well number one the sales tax uh, sections, like Pleasantville has a 3% sales tax and everybody else has 6%. Well, that, that gives competitive disadvantage to to businesses. Like one of the appliance manu- uh, sellers in Pleasantville, they get a 3% and the other one in Ocean City get, has to pay 6%. That's not fair. Number two, tax abatements, real estate tax abatements. You build a home in Atlantic City, you get a 10-year tax abatement. You build it in uh, a Harbor Township, you don't. Uh, um, how about special uh, taxes, uh, occupancy taxes at hotels in Cape May? If you're a hotel, you have to pay 14% occupancy tax.
2: If you're okay. an Airbnb- let, me, let me just stop you there to, to explain how we got there because one of the evils you have when you say, well, we want to encourage this industry or that industry. Uh, when they originally had our state constitution, it said that you could not help one industry over another, that every taxpayer is important. And it also has an unintended side effect. Whenever you give a big tax break to somebody, who are you usually giving it to? Somebody with a lot, lots of money and political influence. Because they're the ones who persuade the politicians to give them a tax break. Now, what happens when the people who have the most money and the most political influence aren't paying the same taxes as everybody else? Suddenly, they don't care if there's waste, fraud, corruption, and abuse because they're not paying for it. Some other sucker is paying for it. And that's one of the big evils uh, of this uh, of this taxes, uh, of the uh, failure to have everybody pay at the same rate and there's a the, the, the thing with the with, with the hotel motel tax uh it's funny because when I was down in Naples Florida meeting Tucker Carlson last Saturday I was uh with uh, Bob of Cape May who, a frequent caller here who owns a motel in in Cape May and the way I got to meet Bob in the first place 20 years ago was when Governor McGreevy uh, introduced that double tax for hotels and motels, where uh, you know hotels and motels already pay property taxes. And since hotels and motels don't have kids in public schools, they're already paying more than their fair share. And then they're paying a, uh, a sales tax and then to have them pay a hotel tax on top of that, uh, it's outrageous. But, but guess how Gov- Democrat Governor McGreevy got the uh, snookered the uh, hotel industry into supporting it. They said, well, if we have this special hotel tax, we're going to use the money from the tax to promote the hotel and tourist industry. And won't that be wonderful? And back 20 years ago, Bob of Cape May and Seth Grossman of Just Starting Liberty and Prosperity, I was going around to all the Chamber of Commerce meetings saying, it's a fraud, you're going to get tricked. But, oh, no, no, the Wildwood Hotel Motel Association was 100% for it. Uh, McGreevy made the new tax. And as soon as he made the new tax, guess where all the money went to? Hired a bunch of political hacks, went into the general fund, and really nothing or almost nothing is going to promote the hotels paying for the tax. So it was a lesson learned uh, on politics. But once that happens, it never gets revoked. Uh, Steve, (laughs) sorry you got me started on that rant. Well, I wanted to just uh, say that, yes, there's two.
4: I don't know how we got down this path of carve-outs for different industries, different people, but all... Levels of government do it. Uh, Remember when they gave special tax breaks to the uh, Solyndra battery company? Of course. I mean, I I don't. I thought our government was just supposed to be involved in uh, things that, for the collective good of the nation, military,
2: perhaps roads, public utilities. Well, well, it it reminds me, Steve. It reminds me of an old uh, Jewish vaudeville joke, uh, which was, "What's your favorite brand of cigarettes?" And, and the answer in Yiddish is Yenem's somebody else's. So what's everybody's favorite tax? And that's well, a that's tax the, that somebody else pays for, but not me. It's human well, nature. The, uh, the what, right. what?
4: I was gonna say, that's the problem. Everybody else wants everybody else's money if
2: you can't make it on your own. And, 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 by, and, and, by, and by the way, that's the foundation. That's why we have constitutions. Because it's always whoever has money and political influence is going to say vote for me and if i vote for you and put you in office you do a favor for me and uh yeah let me and, and, and that's wanna- and, and by the way liberty liberty as in liberty liberty creates prosperity is where everybody follows the same rules and that's by the way why um, why liberty and prosperity is an unpopular group when we formed our group 20 years ago uh, we would have people call, call us and say, "Liberty and prosperity. Our taxes are too high. Let's, please, you know, please help us." So we'd go down and we point out where the waste was, where the fraud was, where the uh, where things could be made more efficient, and then people would politely clap, and then you'd have the politician come in. And he saw he was talking to a bunch of senior citizens. And he says, You know what? Your taxes are too high. So let's give a special break for senior citizens and let somebody else pay the high taxes. And they fell for it every time.
4: Uh, t- let me say two more things and then I'll disconnect for your next caller. Um, I don't, I agree with you. I don't think uh, um, a clergy, synagogues, churches, Uh, should get special tax breaks. They have to use the police and fire departments just as well. Why don't they pay? And I also don't believe, I talked to Denny Levinson over
0: the radio. I'll
2: I'll, I'll, I'll stop you short there. The short answer is, you know, the churches and synagogues have been exempt for the past 300 years. So if you want to, um, you know, make the point that everybody should pay equal taxes, uh, I would pick the lower hanging fruit first because what you do once you tax the churches, then suddenly no one's going to want to hear anything else you have to say and anything else. But go ahead.
4: Okay. I, I understand the um, uh, the strategy there. Uh, but when I spoke to Danny Levinson last week – he was he had the same mindset of what we're saying, you know that you't you don't, you should not have special car outs. But then he mentioned that Boscov's
2: needed a loan and they couldn't get a loan from any of the I, 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 I know we we talked about that a long time ago and 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 that's by the way, how the federal government encourages corruption because Boscovs got the loan uh, because the county argument was, well, it's not really our money. The federal government is is giving us this money. And this is a good way to spend it. And if we don't spend the money here, the government's going to – the federal government's going to uh, give that money to somebody else. So that's how we, – we've totally lost our way that it used to be local government did local things, county government did county things, federal government did you know things that state, county, local government could do. And now – Every politician running for office, if you're running for Congress, hey, vote for me and I'll uh, I'll fix the potholes of your street and I'll buy a new fire engine. And Governor Murphy is bragging about building a new wo- new boardwalk for Wildwood in Atlantic City. Even though it has nothing to do, highway taxes not- are supposed to be for state highways, not boardwalks. All right, listen, I've, 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 I've got to run. All right, thanks. Uh, let's go to Steve in Northfield. Steve, uh, this is Seth Grossman sitting in. For John DeMassi uh, and talk with a purpose. Welcome to the program. Hi, Seth. Hi, Seth. How are you? Uh, Doing fine.
5: Um, What I have a problem with is the 150 SARS reports from the banks against the Biden family.
2: What the hell is going on? If that were me and you, we'd be in shackles in a formal prison awaiting trial. Well, well, but but you see, that's how the banks have been run, ever since the savings and loan crisis of the nineteen eighties, with Ronald Reagan as president, and when uh, Senator John McCain should have gone to, to prison for bank fraud based on what he did uh, with that savings and loan back then, but they bailed him out, uh, and they bailed out the in two thousand eight, and I'll I'll just give an example. Uh, of of what happened to me personally and why this is such a personal issue. Um, Back in the early, um, I guess, 2001, 2002, I had a very reputable broker. I think it was called uh, A.G. Edwards. And uh, he said, we got a nice conservative investment for you called Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Fannie Mae was the Federal Home Mortgage Association, a federal agency. Freddie Mac was the Federal Home Mortgage Association, uh, also a federal agency, and you wouldn't you would get like 3% safe interest. Uh, and uh, next thing I know, 2008, uh, of $100,000, uh, I lose 97% of my money. And it turns out, they said, well, you should have read the fine print. It's not guaranteed. It's a private agency. You took the risk. Uh, I said, all right, uh, but but then I found out that uh, the the Bank of Communist China had an almost identical investment, but yet they got paid in full with interest. And also what, the, uh, what it turned out, what those mortgage agencies were doing, federal mortgage agencies, they were running uh, their agencies like a Ponzi scheme where they were using uh, – You know, money from uh, later investors to pay back early investors. And when Bernie Madoff did the same thing, they immediately shut down Bernie Madoff's operation and the investors uh, saved about 70 to 80% of their money. But because it was a federal government agency, they just kept running those. Those Ponzi schemes until they took ninety seven percent of my money and 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 scammed uh, like hundreds of millions of dollars out of of ordinary investors to help out their favorite investors and uh, you know just the the point that I I think you're mentioning even a bigger point when you and I go to the bank and we, we see a big sign at the teller's window saying. FDIC deposits insured for up to $250,000. You and I know that if we put $300,000 in, and if the bank goes bad, uh, we're going to lose everything over $250,000. But yet in just one day, and with that uh, Silicon Valley bank, uh, Biden and Yellen say, oh yeah, everybody's going to be made whole um, even if you had a million dollars in there. So the rules mean nothing to the insiders. They mean everything to you and I, and it's a disgrace. He dropped. Okay. I'm sorry. See, I was going on. So let me tell the time here. I, we break at 930. All right. What I'll do when we come back, this is Seth Grossman sitting in for John DeMasi. The LibertyAndProsperity.com meeting is starting Right now at Sal's Cafe, Groveland Avenue in Summers Point. Brian Fitzherbert is leading that meeting. And if you like to uh, head over there, uh, you'll you'll get a great discussion, as we always do. If you stick here uh, on the radio, what I'd like to talk about, uh, I I had a topic. Oh, let's talk about the uh, they finally arrested or finally charged or found someone guilty of looting the stores in Atlantic City on uh, during the George Floyd riot. Let's talk about that when we get back.
6: Are you confused about when to take Social Security? Are you concerned about paying high taxes in retirement? Are you tired of losing money? Don't you wish you could be protected from the ups and downs of today's economy? You can by attending a free workshop given by Joe Yakovich of JML Financial Group. You've heard Joe on the radio for many years, and now you can hear him in person discuss his strategies on protecting your money and keeping it where you don't lose. These workshops will be held at Stockton University on Tuesday, March 21st at 6.30 p.m and again on Wednesday, March 29th at 6.30. Learn how Joe Yakovich and his team can help you sleep better at night by not worrying about your nest egg. You'll also receive a complimentary Social Security planning guide. That's Joe Yakovich and JML Financial Group's workshops, Tuesday, March 21st at 6.30 and Wednesday, March 29th at 6.30 at Stockton University. To register, call 856-751-1771. 856-751-1771 or jmlfinancialgroup.com.
0: The Bernie Friedenberg World War II Memorial will be unveiled in Atlantic City sometime in the near future. The memorial will be located in O'Donnell Park in Atlantic City in close proximity to both the World War I Memorial and Stockton University. Bernie Friedenberg, a Silver Star recipient for his heroism on Omaha Beach on D-Day, will be honored with this memorial. In fact, the memorial will be unveiled on D-Day, June 6, 2023. Donations for this worthwhile cause are now being accepted. For more information, or to donate. Donate, contact Bernie Friedenberg, World War II Memorial, PO Box 652, Brigantine, New Jersey 08203, or you can donate online at Bernie Friedenberg, World War II Memorial.com.
2: And this is Seth Grossman sitting in for John DeMassi. Uh, I'm with Liberty and Prosperity.com. I posted some new stuff uh, on our website at Liberty and com. One about uh, how Black history, fake black history, is being taught on this what's called the BIN, Black Information uh, News Radio. Um, and I'll, I hope to talk about that later on. Uh, another item, when I got up this morning, I saw a Facebook post that, that, that there had been a shooting death on the boardwalk in Atlantic City. And uh, that had taken place in front of Bally's. And, um, in front of Johnny Rockett's restaurant. Uh, but then again, there was another Facebook report that said that it had taken place on Texas Avenue. So I don't know uh, the details of that, but apparently we're getting confirmed a report that there was a shooting on the boardwalk last night and that an arrest has been made. Uh, if anyone knows more details on that, please let us know. If you picked up... Uh, Well, actually, before I talk about what's in in today's press of Atlantic City, uh, during the past couple weeks, I was talking about the uh, George Floyd riots in Atlantic City and Trenton uh, in May of 2020. And Trenton, it was uh, even worse than uh, uh, Atlantic City, where I believe a police van was overturned and the whole downtown area was simply trashed. Uh, In Atlantic City, on that same day, uh, you had uh, a bunch of stores along the walk were looted. Uh, uh, Some uh, police were attacked. Uh, Some were injured. And in some incredible police work, uh, roughly 94 people were identified through video. And they were charged with... uh, with various crimes of rioting assaulting police uh vandalism breaking windows and looting and this was in august of 2020 and for the past uh two years i kept asking uh at our liberty and prosperity meetings well what happened to these people who were charged uh, we had a new prosecutor i publicly asked him what had happened and uh We we really heard nothing. So, uh, in in fact, I sent a freedom, uh, not Freedom of Information Act. It's called an Open Public Records Act request to both Atlantic City Municipal Court uh, and the Prosecutor's Office. The Atlantic City uh, Municipal Court reported it had referred all those cases to our county prosecutor, who is now uh, Bill Reynolds. uh, But the Prosecutor's Office never responded. the request so it's interesting i was just talking about that last week and here we have a little teeny article in today's press of atlantic city at the bottom of a4 which says an atlantic city woman was found guilty wednesday of theft related to rioting in the resort following a protest in the wake of george floyd's death in 2020 the atlanta county prosecutor's office said Uh, no name wasn't bill reynolds when it's bill reynolds uh, (laughs) being uh, the most uh, more woke than governor murphy he has all sorts of interviews and uh, makes all sorts of statements uh, to show how he's hiring the most diverse uh, staff how he's handing out uh, food packages to the homeless and he's a great social worker but here, in these, um, this rioting that really destroyed a major business district of Atlantic City for months, uh, Bill Reynolds had nothing to say, just an anonymous report. But anyway, the report says that Darlene Garrison, 50, was charged with rioting and theft, but the jury deadlocked on a verdict, on a verdict for, the, for the rioting. Uh, but the prosecutor's office said Thursday in a release... That press release said that Garrison was one of 80 people charged. Well, actually, it had been 94 people charged, but I suppose maybe 14 were juveniles. But 80 people charged in the riots following a protest on May 31st, 2020, over the murder of Floyd, uh, George Floyd, in Minneapolis. The, the protest uh, was mostly peaceful, but it turned violent when some who took part in the in it began rioting, breaking storefront windows, and stealing merchandise, including the Tanger outlets, The Walk. Um, In any case, uh, she was convicted by a two-day trial. But here's the most interesting part. The last paragraph of the press release says, Most of the 80-some cases linked to the riot have been resolved, the prosecutor's office said. Oh, really? How did they get resolved? Was anybody found guilty? Did anybody plead guilty? Did anybody pay a fine? Did anyone go to jail? Did anybody have to pay any restitution to the owners of the shops for what they stole? Article, here it is. Uh, two and a half, almost three years later, we don't know. But this raises another point. Besides the riots, we also had the Steve Young Seven. Remember that? On July 4th weekend of 2020, Steve Young and a well-known activist in Atlantic City and six others attempted to choke off our business, you know, right when they're when everybody's struggling during the pandemic by blocking off the Atlantic City Expressway entrance to Atlantic City on July 4th weekend. They were immediately arrested and charged with obstruction. Whatever happened to those charges? Have you heard of any uh, guilty plea? Have you heard of any trial? Have you heard of anyone, Steve Young or anybody else, uh, being convicted of something, of uh, doing jail time or any kind of sentence? It's amazing how, for some people, a uh, mostly peaceful protest, like in Washington, D.C., they're still identifying photographs and picking people uh, and arresting people in Alaska who, whose only crime was, quote, parading in the Capitol, unquote, with no violence or no uh, known trespassing whatsoever. Uh, so we have two different systems of justice in this country, painfully, painfully obvious. Uh, Let's take a break. Phone lines are open. 609-407-1450. And again, if you want to know more about libertyandprosperity.com, visit our website. I'm going to be talking about one of the posts we just put there.
0: out their outstanding selection of new, pre-owned and L-certified pre-owned vehicles on their website, LexusOfAtlanticCity.com That's com. Or, if you want more information, call 609-641-0008 Lexus of Atlantic City, now celebrating their 26th year in the area. A dealership that you'll enjoy. No pressure, no gimmicks, no hassle, no hype. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT And remember, always online at LexusOfAtlanticCity.com
6: Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey could get a passing shower or two to start today. Otherwise, clouds will give way to some sunshine. It'll be breezy this afternoon with a high 54. Patchy clouds tonight. We're going down to 28. Tomorrow's a partly sunny, breezy, colder day with a high only 44. Lots of sunshine for us on Monday. It's the first day of spring. It's milder with a high 54. I'm Akiweather's Rose Tamburino on WPG Talk Radio
2: 95.5. This is Seth Grossman sitting in for John DeMasi. Uh Welcome to the program. Phone lines are open 609-407-1450. And much of the information um, is already on our libertyandprosperity.com website that I like to talk about. And what's not on there now will be posted later this weekend. Uh, last week I was in Florida. I was uh, uh, meeting uh, Tucker Carlson thanks to uh, uh, to Bob of Cape May. Uh, he got uh, me and he he drugged down uh, Andy of Brigantine. Uh, I got to uh, meet Tucker Carlson. Uh, and, and before I... Uh, it, of course, it's just triggered a thought, which i like to continue. And the, the interesting thing about Tucker Carlson's presentation, and I, I really appreciate the man a whole lot more, having met him in person and have him talk about uh, some personal things. Uh, and, and one of the things that Tucker Carlson was talking about is what do we do uh, when we're losing our country? And I thought he would say something about organizing politics, get the vote out. Uh, But uh, Tucker Carlson, speaking to us personally, uh, basically said, uh, we may have lost most of the country. So what you need to do is uh, he gave two pieces of advice. He said, you've got to reach out to your own children and your own grandchildren and teach them the importance of getting married, of uh, having children of creating things and he made an observation of men which i'm sure they don't apply to most men but they they sure apply to me he he pointed out that while women have a a sense of responsibility to take care of important things too often men don't do what they have to do until they have to do it and he was talking about back in the you know the 40s and 50s in our parents generation and and some of the uh, younger or rather some of the older boomers uh, where uh, uh, we had these shotgun weddings uh, where men took responsibility for their children Uh, they married and men would work hard to support uh, their families Uh, the basic instincts of of men to want to be admired by women to want to be good to their children, these natural instincts, are things that we've got to get our own children, our own grandchildren, our own nieces and nephews to do, and that we, the you know, may be too old for us to do it, but we, we as grandparents, as uncles and aunts, have to personally make that commitment. And the second thing that Tucker Carlson observed is that he used to live in Washington, D.C., But he um, he recently moved to Boca Grande, Florida, which, of course, is how he met Bob of Cape May, who has a place down there. And he said what is happening in Florida reminds him of what happened in Italy during the Renaissance, when suddenly a whole bunch of like minded, creative people living in the same place started creating, uh, started building, starting having families. Uh, starting, um, you know, making a better society uh, happening in Florida. So he was sort of optimistic about that. Uh, but then he had a little uh, bit of pessimism because he said at some point, uh, uh, Florida, the uh, a state of freedom and growth and prosperity and some of the other free Republican states are going to thrive. But he said you're socialist, woke Democrat states like uh, California, New Jersey, uh, New York, and Illinois uh, are going bankrupt. Their banks are going to fail. Their, uh, and this was before the bank failed. Uh, the, uh, the pension funds are going to fail, he said. And these failed Democrat states, their leaders are going to try to use the federal government to smother the creative, prosperous republican states he said and there's going to be a conflict and how it's going to end i don't know so uh that's the update of uh the uh, uh my conversation with uh uh w- w- actually listening to tucker carlson speak uh let's first go to linda of abseekin linda welcome to the program
7: good morning Seth. nice experience nice of bob progner
2: yes very and, nice uh, yes uh, of course, of course so, if yeah. I, if I, if I, if I, if I would to come straight back uh, from uh, listening to Tucker Carlson, I would have been fine, but of course, I had to go to the East Coast, visit <laughs> the grandkids with the the runny noses and the the coughing and the sneezing so <laughs> i 'm struggling through here but anyway what 's on your mind this this morning?
7: Well, I, I like the thoughts of a better society, and uh, I don't know if America will ever have one again. But my questions, to, I, I, I do, I, I want your comments on, uh, I appreciated everything that went on in Ocean City. I thought the questions were excellent, the people impressed me, it was wonderful turnout. It was sort of like the next day on talk radio when Lo Biondo had wanted cap-and-trade and the callers came out, and they made—they—they they had their voices uh, heard because Lo Biondo backed off of cap-and-trade the then the, one, then the um, I guess congressional hearing down in um, Wildwood. I was yes. impressed with Jeff Van Drew. very impressed. I called his office. Actually, I, I said, for, for the first time, you know, as regarding elected representatives, I feel like something could almost get done. I don't know if it can, but there was a little bit of hope left in me and I, it might, I might be thoroughly wrong. What's your feel on this?
2: Well, it's funny. You're triggering, triggering uh, memories of South Florida that directly tie to this. Two years ago, uh, when I was uh, driving in the middle of nowhere from uh, the west coast of Florida uh, to um, you know to my daughter's place in the east uh, coast of Florida, where uh, I forget you have this, this this name. I keep forgetting the name of this this town. Uh, oh, Clewiston, Clewiston, Florida where you can pick up a radio station and you're lucky to listen to whatever radio station you can. And here it was two years ago when Biden had just gotten sworn in and it was an interview on science, they called Science Corner on National Public Radio where they were interviewing uh, the environmental correspondent for the New York Times. And they were talking about how they had this giant billion-dollar bill that was going to transform the uh, electrical energy system of America if this bill would pass. And what this bill would do, it would destroy every major gas, uh, oil, and coal power plant in America. It would stop nuclear power plants. And it would get America completely dependent on wind turbines and solar panels. And the, and, and the, the uh, science editor was going to say, well, how is that going to happen? How are the American people going to ever go to that? Because it's going to uh, cause uh, massive rate increases. There'll be massive blackouts and brownouts and power shortages. And we know that's true. That's why they're handing out the smart meters. And, and, and so what the uh, – this was the science editor the New York Times was saying two years ago, well, what we're going to do is this. First of all, the only guy holding it up is Joe Manchin in West Virginia. And we're going to embarrass him so badly by showing his connection and conflict of interest with the coal industry. And we're going to offer him some sort of special deal. So we will have the votes to get it through Congress. And to get the support, he said, we're going to have all the news uh, media in the country talk about how every tornado, every hurricane, every disaster all bad weather is directly the result of climate change and we're going to give extra emphasis uh to how minorities and women and uh, you know people of color and latinos are most affected by climate change and we're going <clears> to <throat> get the people to demand this legislation and what you know it uh everything played out exactly Uh, As, you know, two years later uh, on this bill. So it's it's important to understand that the wind turbines are not just uh, uh, what what, uh, is in the headline of uh, yesterday's paper. It's not a rushed and sloppy project. This has been designed for two or three years to bring us to this point. And the destruction of the Beasley's point generator is part of it. The closing down of the Oyster Creek nuclear plant is part of it the refusal to double the size of the salem nuclear plant is part of it so this is a major major thing and, and, and by the way the only thing that didn't play out uh is uh, the, the way it was predicted two years ago is the uh, they didn't call it the uh, the climate change or, or or green new deal the way they were supposed to do it you know what they named that billion dollar bill what? linda they called it the inflation what? reduction act <laughs> which had absolutely nothing to do with inflation reduction, but everything to do with uh, uh, destroying our power supply. So I think it's very important. I'm very proud of Jeff Andrew, but I think we've got to take the focus off of the uh, just the wind turbines. And by the way, uh, while I was down there, I also listened to Glenn Beck, who I who, who I guess does not broadcast in this market, and he made a pow- very powerful presentation. He said. We've got to defend our power plants. He said, uh, you know, they're taking power plants all over the country that took 10 years and hundreds of millions of dollars each to build. He said, "If they're selling off the material for scrap, at pennies on a dollar. He said, we've got to fight to defend them. And it inspired me that as we fight to stop the wind turbines off the coast of Brigantine, Long Beach Island, and Ocean City, we have to uh, save that power plant at Beasley's Point. They already took down the mm-hmm. cooling tower, but we've got to make sure they don't dismantle the rest of it. So it's got to be a, a comprehensive thing uh, because the future of our country is at stake. So, uh, you got me started, Linda. I hope, to, I hope it's okay. Yeah,
7: Liz... Excuse me, please. Last year, not a single investment was made in a major European offshore wind farm. And the numbers for the overall wind turbine orders, they declined by 47 percent compared with 2021. So Europe has had enough.
2: Right, right. (laughs) And and, and of course, the only things that was propping up uh, European power was that France gets 80 percent of its uh, electricity from Mm -hmm. nuclear power. And the Germans were getting their uh, heat and electricity from natural gas from the russians but when, when ukraine cut that off uh, suddenly they realized that the only thing that works is nuclear power and uh, uh uh schellenberger michael schellenberger pointed that out when he spoke in ocean city two years ago all right linda i want to get uh, my other guest who heard uh, we're going to break and then get on to Andy brigantine who was also listening to what tucker carlson had to say in naples florida last saturday linda thank you so much
8: when it comes to you and your family's financial wellness,
2: there are so many things to
8: talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML Financial at 856-751. 1771 or email joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com for over 37 years joe jakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan you'll find joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world the path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to joe jakovich at jml financial group 856-751-1771, 856-751-1771, or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC is not an affiliated company.
2: This is uh, Seth Grossman sitting in for John DeMasi here with Talk with a Purpose on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM, 1450 AM. Uh, phone lines are open at, uh, 609-407-1450. And of course, if you want to know more about libertyandprosperity.com and talk about all the stuff I want to talk about, but never get around to talking about, go to libertyandprosperity.com and sign up for our free email updates. And if you like what we have to say, please, uh, make a donation or become a member for $30 a year. Let's go to Andy of Brigantine, who I was shocked to see in Naples, Florida, at, uh, sitting at Bob Progner's table, listening to Tucker Carlson last Saturday night. Andy?
9: Good morning, Seth. Yeah, and it was finally good to get a chance to meet you because I've listened to you. I've followed you. So it's good that we connected there. Uh, I was um, very much into what Tucker had to say about Men in this country and and it's something that i've been on for many many years you know this this women's movement in the 60s and 70s it's like any movement uh it starts out with a good idea but then it somehow morphs and you know it was all about women being paid the same amount of money for the same job
2: and all of that and any sane rational person would agree that uh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but and Andy, Andy, and, and, and Andy, but that, that is such a big lie because whenever they do a survey, they will ask women, do you believe women are paid less than men for doing the same job? And 70% will say, yes, we're paid less. The second question, are women at your company being paid less than men for doing the same job? And they all say no. In fact, women are paid more than men uh, because we get all these extra incentives. So how do you explain the difference? Well, you explain the difference because it's propaganda. The reason that women earn less is because women choose careers that tend to pay less. Women more often than men voluntarily choose and this is a good thing to be with their children when their children are, before they go to kindergarten or first grade, they spend time at home with their children. So they fall behind a little bit on that career ladder, but that's made up because uh, you know, men and women who are married are not in competition with each other. They're a family unit building a family together. But, but the, the one thing that Tucker did say that is absolutely true, and I see it with my own uh, daughter's, is that no woman wants to marry a man uh, making less money than she is. So when we had all of our take your daughter to work day and uh, all these incentives to, to hire women and promote them on the fast track while leaving men behind, what you guaranteed is that many women who would like to marry are not marrying because you put them in this impossible situation. I'm sorry, go ahead, and, and when we run out of time, Andy, could you hang on and go uh, stay on after the news?
9: Sure, sure.
2: All right, well, well you have
9: so, a- uh, to your point, to your point, Seth, the big lie is the way they come up with this, this, this false narrative that women make less than men is they look at the total dollar amount of salary paid out to all the women in the country And then all the men in the country, and because the total dollar amount is less
2: for women than it is for men, they make this claim that women make less than men. But you right, so if career path right, so 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 if the Wichita lineman makes a lot more money by you know going up on a telephone pole in a freezing blizzard, he's making more money than a a social worker, uh, you know, working uh, you know nine to five. With six weeks vacation for a nonprofit, it all goes in to say that men are making more than women. And it's a big lie. It's career choices and it's personal choices, not discrimination. And when you try to use the law to make it equal, all you do is you create these and you, know, you get men to give up and just go on drugs and uh, zonk out on weed. And you have all these women who wish they could marry men making more than they are, uh, who are, you know, just by themselves and having miserable lives when they get older. So we're not allowed to talk about that. Andy, uh, could you just hang on to continue your, th- your thought? He's still yeah, there,
9: Andy. Hang on until the next hour. Sure thing. Yeah.
2: And then we got uh, Tom Foley after uh, Andy.
1: FM and 1450 AM, WPTG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk With a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now the host of Talk With a Purpose, John DeMassi.
2: Okay, this is Seth Grossman uh, sitting in for John DeMassi. And we're going to continue a um, uh, phone conversation with Andy of Brigantine, and we'll wrap it up, and then we'll get to Tom Foley. So, Tom, please uh, hang on there. Andy, are you still there?
9: Yeah, I'm still here, Seth.
2: Before you start, I just want to mention one thing. So, we were talking about uh, Tucker Carlson, uh, how you know we were sort of both expecting a political discussion, but he got into a personal discussion of how we have to uh, teach our children to understand the importance of um, getting married, uh, having worthwhile jobs that actually produce and create something. And it all starts with creating children. And um, what I did, I was so inspired by uh, by Tucker's remarks that I'm a member of uh, a Facebook group called the OC... Uh, 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 NJ school, I forgot what it's called the OC uh, NJ school uh, uh, some sort of uh, ch- uh, discussion group on Facebook and I suggested uh, that uh, the public schools recognize that one of their main jobs, uh, besides talking about you know women's rights and gay rights and trans rights and all the other uh, you know, rights of, of a handful of people, is to remember that the prime purpose of public school is to prepare children to become functioning adults who could have productive jobs, get married and have children and become productive parents. And man, you should have seen uh, the outrage that I dared to even mention it uh, on that group site. And, I, and during the break, I was just looking at all the angry comments uh, from some of the folks in Ocean City there. Anyway, uh, go, so just a just thought, uh, go, go, go ahead, Andy. Well, you were, you were starting to
9: talk about the, the, the men who just give up and they smoke dope and play video games, and, and I've seen this uh, in my own personal life uh, with people I know, uh, and I, I believe the number is six or seven million working age American men who have simply dropped out of the workforce. Now, um, you know, th- this women's movement, it that, that, that got morphed into where it was, you don't need a man for anything. Well, what happened, Seth? It ended up destroying the institution of marriage. Marriage was looked upon as a throwaway thing. We now have 50% of all American children born into a single parent household we now have 70 almost 75 percent of all black children born into a single parent household and the single biggest predictor of whether you're going to live in poverty is if you are born into a single parent household now in a single parent household where there is no father around to teach boys what it is to be a man how to treat women how to be a man, you see what ends up happening, and, and I hate to say it, but particularly in the black community, where you have almost 75% of, of black children with no fathers, and the boys are out of control, and the problem is, I, I think the Democrats did this on purpose. They started incentivizing women to have children without fathers back during the Great Society. They incentivized women to have children without fathers, okay? And now you have these these communities that are in a shambles, but because they're in a shambles, the Democrats are able to dangle this carrot that if you vote for us, we will make your lives better. But they have no intention of making their lives better because then they wouldn't be able to dangle the carrot of voting for them to make their lives better. You have a situation where people, uh, the, 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 the poverty rate in the black community is the same now as it was 60 years ago. And that's by design. The Democrats need to create government dependency in order to get people to vote for them. And and they, they create government dependency by ruining these communities. The fatherlessness rate is the single biggest problem we have in this country. I, I Do you yeah. agree with that,
2: Seth? Uh, absolutely. In fact, Benjamin Franklin, 300 years ago, basically said that, you know, forget the family part, he said, a man who wants to become successful and wealthy... Uh, the first step is to get married. He said uh, an unmarried man is like a half a pair of scissors. Uh, And and so uh, we should be teaching those basics and it should be in our public schools. The other thing, where did all this Women's Day start, the year of the woman, the year of the handicapped? All these fake holidays were started uh, by the socialists in the early 1900s. Because they wanted to destroy the family. They didn't want women to depend on fathers, on husbands, on brothers, on sons. They wanted uh, women to depend on the political party, the government, because that's where their power is. So they deliberately uh, tried to portray first women and then various other people as victims who can't exist um, without the government or without the socialist party, which here in america has become the, the democratic party has become the socialist party and if you uh, just look at what happened in black families uh since they started um, basically socialism within black communities um in the early 1960s uh look at the mess those communities are in and and what the you know take your daughter to work day and all the women's movements that we see now are just to do to the rest of America what we already did to black communities, which is a disaster. Andy, uh, yeah, thank you uh, so much. I, just, I don't want to leave Tom Foley hanging out too long. Uh, do you have a final comment before you uh, move on? Well,
9: well I, 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 I do, Seth. Uh, you know, Black Lives Matter has as one of their stated goals on their website – the, the dissolution the destruction of the American nuclear family they believe that is a white construct and it is therefore racist and you know you've mentioned Shelby Steele Shelby Steele talked about the difference in the black
2: community today versus when he was young in the 50s he said that. Uh, oh no it was, it was, it was th- th- Thomas Thomas Sowell Thomas Sowell uh, uh, well, he Thomas said we had uh, no we but, had but, uh, but had his 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 name it wasn't Shelby Steele it was Sowell, S O W E L L the last name first name Thomas, and and he wrote his book about the you know black rednecks, um, that that's that's the book you're talking about was came out in two thousand nine, everything he said is absolutely true.
9: Well, uh, but I I actually heard Shelby Steele in an interview one time. Oh, really? He said, really? you know, back when I, when, when, yeah, he said back when I was growing up in the fifties, he said we had daddies and we had good daddies, and that all started to change in the sixties because they because of the, the great society programs, and you've seen the fallout. We are experiencing the fallout now, and I believe that there is literally three or four percent of the population that is the true existential threat to this country because they're ruining life in America
2: for the other 94 and, and and, percent and the woke prosecutors who will not prosecute them when they commit crimes Andy, I just want to add one thing Chris Rock uh, did a special feature uh, and somebody asked him in that feature you know when he was the comedian at the Oscars last year and Will Smith slapped him uh, and, and he was asked, "Well, why didn't you you hit Will Smith back?" His answer was, "Because I had two parents, you know, and I know right from wrong." Uh, and, and we need more of that. All right, Andy, thank you so much. Let's go to uh, uh, Tom Foley of Atlantic City. Tom,
5: hey Seth, how you doing? Always a pleasure listening to Andy.
2: <laughs> yeah, and thank Very you so much for your patience. Yes, go ahead.
5: No, no problem. I, mean, I appreciate what Liberty and Prosperity is doing. You guys are right on the money, and I urge everyone to join your organization because, uh, without a doubt, you're on the right heading. You know, I, Saturdays are a day I usually take off, so I don't I don't attend meetings or any time on Saturdays. But I'll be there for a donation, without a doubt, because. Uh, you guys do an excellent job.
2: And, and that's great. And this is also, since I used to be a lawyer, but this is my retirement job. So when I, I go down to Florida to <laughs> see all my other retirement guys playing pickleball and pinochle, and they ask me, well, what, what are you doing in retirement? And I said, well, I'm, I'm, boys, I'm, I'm saving Western civilization. So you don't have to wait for Saturday morning. Uh, we we, we could meet you something. You know, there are plenty of, one thing about Summer's Point, plenty of good places to eat and drink. Uh, <laughs> and uh, feel free to uh, yeah. meet me, the week. That's our
5: morning club. That's our morning club down at Johnny's Cafe. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but, uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I just, I'll, I'll slip
2: over the call. bridge to, to meet you. you know, give, me, <laughs> give, me, give me a heads up. To... All right, anyway, so hey, go yeah, ahead,
5: guys. Tom. All right, the uh, two things that I want to talk about. I don't, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but the pension system in New Jersey, years ago, under Whitman, decided they were going to diversify themselves from uh, cougarons. And, mm-hmm. The pension system lost millions of dollars because the Cougarine was the gold of South Africa. So during apartheid, they decided to move out of there and gave up all their investments in that. It, it lost millions.
2: By, by, and the, now, by, by the way, do you know how much gold is worth an ounce right now? Oh uh,
5: God, almost 1900
2: uh, Nineteen hundred an ounce. $10 shy of $2,000 an ounce. So yeah, had, amazing, had, it, had, had the pension fund continued to invest in gold... Uh, Instead of woke investments, uh, you wouldn't have the crisis you're in right now. Of cu- you're uh,
5: exactly right, and here's. Uh, oh, here's and, and
2: the by, by the now. way, by the way, Chris Christie, you know, uh, after uh, Christy Todd Whitman uh, invested in uh, her her junk bonds on Wall Street, uh, I think it was Chris Christie out, outdid it by uh, having the pension funds invest in uh, Revel Casino mezzanine bonds. Remember those? You know, four hundred thousand
5: oh, yeah. dollars to was, zero <laughs> yeah, that was four hundred thousand to zero, and uh it's just an, an amazing uh, what they've gotten away with in the legislature, but now they're trying here's the, here's the you know you're so right about this movement to do away with our utility companies. now they're trying to diversify from any stocks in fossil fuel any yeah and the biggest the biggest thing that's going on right now in the united states is that oil is probably one of the best stocks you could own and for us to diversify from that is ridiculous so we're trying to stop it you know those of us who are members of a pension system but we haven't had a lot of success with these guys because we haven't had a cost of living increase in 13 well going on 14 years now And and i can imagine what's you know, everybody talks about all oh, lucrative pensions of police and fire. Well, guess what? <laughs> it's not so lucrative anymore when you haven't had a, a, a pension increase in in 14 years. And and the other thing is, yeah. yeah by uh, by,
2: by that, the way, you know, you know what's really tragic? Uh, you and I, the the baby boomers, uh, who were culled by the, you know, the the left wing lunatics, Stockton professors that were anti science. You and I, we grew up with science. We loved science. Yeah, exactly. We had popular science. We had popular mechanics. We had science fairs. We learned more science in eighth grade than your average Stockton graduate has today. Uh, and I guarantee you that uh, the only reason that, we, that wind turbines and solar panels are an issue is because we have almost every American who graduated high school, uh, it, it, you know, since uh, in the last. Forty years is totally ignorant in how of what electricity is. If you would ask what what is electricity and how is it produced, they wouldn't be able to tell you. Uh, I, I was doing a radio program when someone suggested seriously that you know I don't understand why we don't have uh, uh, wind turbines on cars, you know, to generate power as the cars are moving along. I mean, uh, I mean, just total ignorance. How how can you even argue with people like that?
5: How do you have a congresswoman that says we don't need farms because we have grocery stores? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, yeah. it's just a, it's just amazing to me. But what's what's going on in our and it all it all ends up in edu- education. But the yeah. other thing I wanted to touch on: Do you remember a guy who ran for president, Steve Forbes? You're a multi-millionaire
2: investor. Yes, uh, although I have two bones to pick with him. You tell me about him now, and I'll tell you the two bones. Uh, go ahead.
5: Okay. Well, I'm. I've been always this way, and I and I had some friend of mine who you, you know very well. He was an IRS attorney, and he told me the, the reason that you can't have a flat tax is that. You take a guy like jeff bezos uh, he he has multi billions of dollars and what he does he puts his salary at a hundred thousand dollars a year so that's what he pays taxes on a hundred thousand dollars a year in salary and, and everything else that he owns is, is bought by the companies that he owns and and that's how they do it and then they take what's called stock auctions as you know yeah. and it's it just it's just it's it just tough but but if you did away with those Loopholes in law. I think the best thing in the world is uh, Steve Forbes's, uh, you know, flat tax. You know, this right. is
2: what you make. This is what you pay. Right, and that's that's how the income tax was sold, when they passed. What was it? The uh, uh, the seventeenth amendment. I forget which amendment it was in, in uh, uh, nineteen uh, thirteen or or whatever it was. Um, it, it was a flat ten percent tax. You put down your income, and by the way, when they were making the amendment. Uh, they were going to make it that the tax can't be higher than 10%, but the, the millionaires and billionaires of the day opposed it because they, they didn't think it would come near 10%. But here's what happened. Uh, so when the Republicans were running things, the, uh, the income tax was basically 10% of all income, of everybody with incomes of over a, something like $100,000 a year. When the Democrats took, up, took over they increased the uh, income tax at the top bracket to 90%. So they said we're really socking it to the rich. But you know what else they did? They also created the internal revenue code with 30,000 pages of exceptions so that none of their friends ever had to pay the 90% rate. And and that's that's how that all started. It was like a flim-flam from the beginning. And the other thing it's important to remember is that the income tax really taxes poor people who are on their way to becoming rich people who are already rich as you pointed out couldn't care less with the uh, income tax rate because they already have theirs they get their capital gains they have all their, uh, their charities like the Clinton Global Initiative and like the Kennedy uh, Trust and all, the, uh, all these fake charities like the Obama-, Obama Charity I'm sorry you got me started Tom, la- last word Wait, tell, tell me what, how you want to sum it up
5: what sum it up is that we, we really have to, to look at what's going on in government and how they're investing in things and how they're trying to brainwash our children through through education. And, and let's get the, you know, pay attention to what your grandkids are learning and pay attention to what your kids are learning because it's it's, it's crazy out there. It all starts with education. It's not education anymore. It's called indoctrination.
2: Uh, Tom, I'm not going to let you go because that, you just triggered something I meant to say a little bit earlier. So during the hour and a half that I've been here, we talked about uh, the importance of, uh, of, of having men uh, assume responsibility and have real jobs and, and support families. We, we talked about the, the wind turbines. We talked about uh, you know, keeping the families intact. We talked about the bankrupt pension funds. But as we are speaking, the republicans for atlanta county are picking their candidates at the linwood country club for their convention and tomorrow the democrats are going to be doing the same thing at the seaview country club and the candidates they are picking couldn't care less about any of the issues that are so important and so vital to us and that we talk about on talk radio Do you have any suggestions? And I I talked about how difficult it is to run in a primary election, how much of a commitment it takes to be a candidate. Uh, I'm ready to throw up my hands. Do you have any idea how to get the people we elect to public office to take seriously the issues that the people know are important? Or are we just uh, pawns to watch it all happen like spectators?
5: You know, they're employees of ours, and, and, and when you come right down to it, they want to hear from everybody. I know I've met several times with Senator Palestina and, and Claire and also uh, Don Guardian and just in the last year and talking about the very issues that I'm talking about now. The problem is, as you know, it's 41, 21 and 1. And when you, you have those numbers, you have the state assembly, you have the state senate, and you have a governor. And I had a guy by the name of Chuck Hightine used to say to me, he was the speaker of the assembly. He used to say to me, Tommy, you're a nice guy, but guess what? It doesn't mean anything. 41 and 21 means it all. So no matter what happens in the state of New Jersey, there's the votes that you need.
2: Right, right, right. But but you see, uh, when Governor Murphy, the Democrat, passed his budget last year, he wanted some Republican votes to make it look bipartisan so Republicans could not attack him when he runs for reelection. and here we had Republican uh, state Senator Vince Palestina gave him the vote he needed so how can you yeah how, how can you attack the other side if as soon as they offer you a deal and and and, and you have uh, in Cape May County you have Eric Simonson and Antoine McClellan are just praising uh, the great tax relief anchor program. When all the Anchor Program does is it raises taxes on businesses to give homeowners a little bit of a break. So the little bit of a break that you get on your home taxes, you pay in higher prices to every business you patronize. So so why are Republicans buying into that nonsense? Uh, I don't know.
5: Well, the whole thing is, is that's why you have to talk to them. And, and they, like I say, they're employees of ours. If you have the ideas like you guys have – it's and I know you meet with them uh, constantly and talk about it on the radio all the time. And believe me, they listen to talk radio every single
2: one of them. All right. Well, you're making me feel a little bit better. Uh, it's worth it's getting worse uh,
5: Without a doubt, uh, every single every single politician that I know, and I'm talking about throughout the state, listens to talk radio. Ours is especially you guys and, and you know, and OMD, the, the, the two radio stations that we have that talk about it. Whitby also, that used to talk about it and still do on, on occasion. And then up north, you have 101.5. And, and and believe me, the legislators pay attention to what's happening on those. It, it, it's about time because All right. it's the only way we can stop things.
2: All right. Well, Tom, uh, thanks so much. And we got to stop stopping things. we got to start starting some things around here. All right, we got to take a break right now. Uh, Tom Foley of Atlantic City, thank you very much.
6: Are you confused about when to take Social Security? Are you concerned about paying high taxes in retirement? Are you tired of losing money? Don't you wish you could be protected from the ups and downs of today's economy? You can by attending a free workshop given by Joe Yakovich of JML Financial Group. You've heard Joe on the radio for many years, and now you can hear him in person discuss his strategies on protecting your money and keeping it where you don't lose. These workshops will be held at Stockton University on Tuesday, March 21st at 6.30 p.m., And again on Wednesday, March 29th at 630. Learn how Joe Yakovich and his team can help you sleep better at night by not worrying about your nest egg. You'll also receive a complimentary Social Security planning guide. That's Joe Yakovich and JML Financial Group's workshops, Tuesday, March 21st at 630 and Wednesday, March 29th at 630 at Stockton University. To register, call 856-751-1771, 856-751-1771 or jmlfinancialgroup.com.
2: I'm Seth Grossman for LibertyandProsperity.com. Nine years ago, South Jersey Gas Company had a great idea. They wanted to build a natural gas pipeline between Millville and the electric power plant near Mile Post 28 of the Garden State Parkway. It would have been underground along Route 49, an existing paved road. It would have brought cheap, clean, and abundant natural gas from Pennsylvania to the power plant and to local homes and businesses. Woke Democrats used one blatant lie after another to block it. They falsely claimed the pipeline would cause forest fires and poison water in the Pinelands. Every Stockton professor and high school science teacher knew these were lies, but they all kept quiet. Now the power plant is gone. We'll soon have blackouts and big hikes in gas and electric bills. Learn more at libertyandprosperity.com. Help us reach more people. Join our weekly breakfast. Donate what you can to keep us on the air and online. libertyandprosperity.com. Thanks. And this is Seth Grossman sitting in for uh, John Tomasi on Talk with a Purpose. uh, WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM, 1450 AM. Our uh, phone lines are open 609-407-1450. And if you want to uh, learn more about libertyandprosperity.com, go to our website, sign up for our free weekly emails and send us a check. We're an online payment to keep us going. Um, let's go to Ethel uh, of Galloway. Uh, is this Ethel Hermano? Yeah. yeah, hey Seth,
7: how you doing? Uh, of
2: LifeNet, welcome to the program and, and thanks for all that you do. Uh, and, and how you yeah, are changed? Yeah.
7: God, no. I'm sorry, God. You can finish. No, I just All
2: want it. to thank you for what you and LifeNet have done to change the culture of uh, New Jersey, or or going a long way to change the culture and uh, change the political culture as well. So, what what's on your mind this morning?
7: Okay. Well, many things. But first, let me give you a quick plug. I don't know. Like, I am one of those. Um, those oldies obviously i love uh wonderful life's like my favorite movie and i always remember when jimmy stewart gave it to potter you know like you know like we need it this one horse institution of i've said to many of my people that i talk to liberty and prosperity we need this one horse institution because you are you are a better educator than most of the teachers combined and that's not meaning anything mean against the teachers it's their curriculum as we know you know and um oh, okay a- ethel what's awesome good what's going to happen
2: ethel ethel i think- think we're going to get cut off at the bottom of the hour for break oh we don't okay uh so i could can, we could can, we can go through it but i just want to mention that uh you think yeah. i'm a great teacher but i am disqualified from teaching at atlantic cape community college i'm not allowed to teach at stockton college um because uh, my views are just not acceptable uh to the administration oh, of both colleges. yeah yeah okay <laughs> you so you're a
7: conservative okay See, anyway, see I the so is is that-
2: Yeah, I I thought we had a break at the bottom of the hour, but I just got an okay from Chris, so the time is yours. Go ahead.
7: Okay, so I'd like to just say to everybody listening to this radio station, even if you can only send $50, $100... Send something to Seth because he needs the help, because I'll tell you that with the way this nation's going, and I think we all know, when he said we don't need people crawling to potter, it's the same thing. We're crawling to the government right now. We're allowing them to abscond with our children's uh, education and everything else. And LifeNet um, does have education pieces on the sexual integrity talk, the authentic love talk, the pro-life talk, a parent's talk absolutely brilliant pieces that people put together that are engineers, people that have, that had great careers. They gave it all up master degrees so that they could teach the children the truth of what their, their dignity, their self, you know, respect and everything else. And, and it's just amazing. We have all these young speakers. So April the 30th, we have a True Love Waits at New Life Assembly in that Carver Township. So anybody that has a kid between 12 and 18 or grandchildren between 12 and 18 can sign their child up right from our website. And there's just so much more going on. And as you know, um, I would ask everybody to call Senator Palestino's office or any of the senator's offices and ask them to support the late-term abortion bills that none of them have signed off on yet, which we have promises. we're waiting on to be fulfilled but we need the people to stand because we're the ones with the power and people forget that we have so much power if we would just make these phone calls and be persistent you know
2: well well ethel thank you so much and i don't know if you heard the conversation i had with uh andy of brigantine but uh he and i were both guests of uh, bob of cape may last Saturday in Naples, Florida, where we heard uh, Tucker Carlson address the James Madison Institute. And we both expected him to talk about uh, issues like the January 6th or or about the banks or something political. But he spent most of his time talking about the importance uh, of, of men taking responsibility And the fact that men have to be biblical, that men were born to create, and the creating comes from creating a family, by getting married, by having children, and then dedicating your life to being admired by your children, admired by your wife, um, to want to work, to want to produce, to want to be the best, because that gives you a purpose in life. And he said, I know I'm sounding biblical, but... Uh, America functioned much better when we were biblical, and um, and, and and he was only yeah. half jo- he was only half joking when he said, uh, you know, back uh, just a few years before our times, he said the the idea of shotgun weddings. Uh, uh, w- you know, was not all, altogether a bad idea because too often men don't do what they have to do until they have to do it. He said, women have a tendency to do it naturally, but men need that pressure. They need that fire under them to be the best they can be. And, and I just thought that was a stunning presentation. And, and what I was saying a little bit earlier is I shared those thoughts from Tucker Carlson on the Ocean City Public School discussion site, and basically my comments got kicked off the site because it was was so radical, so hateful. But um, I really think we need to have uh, the school board members uh, talking about in the curriculum, instead of having to come to the New Life Assembly Church to teach young people those yes. things we should mainstream it and have this stuff taught in our public schools and i'm you know and, and,
7: and i did just have other schools reach out to me so we are trying to expand you know so you're right absolutely right
2: and, and, and i have nothing against i i know there's women's rights groups i know there's gay rights groups in all these schools and i have nothing against them but there should also be right. family rights group and and men taking responsibility groups uh of, of all races of all cultures so i again i, I really we have a mutual admiration society that uh, you are very supportive of liberty and prosperity and of course i've been very amazed at the work that that you were doing with life net and the other activities at the new assembly new life assembly church but, but i would but all all the stuff you're doing at the new life assembly church used to be mainstream american culture that you saw it, in our public is. schools yep. in our high schools in our hollywood movies uh in our pop culture and we got to bring it back uh, to that way again uh, ethel thank you so much real quick,
7: Seth, john, real quick john paul ii said as the family goes so goes the nation, yeah. and
2: that's where we're at. And by, and by, and by the way, that's no accident. The socialists deliberately invented uh, many of their programs. Right. Uh, you know, for the handicapped, why they why they have a, a holiday for the handicapped, so that the handicapped depend on the government and not their family, not their church, not their uh, neighbors. Uh, why the, the women's rights? Because yep. they don't want women to depend or, or to trust. Their husbands, their fathers, or their brothers. It's to break up the family so they could have total control of society through the government and through the Socialist Party, which is now the Democratic Party. Oops, I got a break right we now. We need
7: less government. We need less government in New Jersey. And when I can call back, let me call back because there's a couple of bills that they're going to try to push through a late uh, session, and uh, uh, people uh, need to know about it.
2: Uh, all right, uh, okay, but more, more family, uh, <laughs> more, less government, but you need more family to step in and fill in the gap. More family, more church, more community, Absolutely. more synagogue. Thank you.
7: Absolutely. All right, okay. do, we,
2: do we have to break now? Or, okay. We're going to take a break, and then we'll get to, uh, I guess, Al uh, of Corbin City. The market is up, the market is down. I know from day to day, there's a fair amount of volatility. You worry,
10: I worry. We all worry, but not so much when you have a sound financial plan that doesn't depend completely on the market. Hi, I'm Joe Yakovich with this Money Minute. You'll find some real insights in my new book, The Heart of Your Money Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In this book, I explain in detail how I approach financial planning, retirement, insurance, and many other topics. For a free copy of my book, The Heart of Your Money, simply contact my office at 856-751-1771. That's 856-751-1771. Or you can email me at jyakovich
0: at brokersifs.com. I'm Joe Yakovich with this Money Minute, and thanks for listening. Chances are you've tasted the delicious fruits and vegetables from BF Masio, but didn't know it. That's because BF Masio has a huge wholesale division that delivers to area restaurants, schools, hospitals, and more. If you own a restaurant or run a commercial kitchen, call BF Masio's Wholesale Division at 609 641 6608. That's 609 641 6608. And don't forget, BF Masio at 601 New Road in Northfield. Call 609 641 6608 i <laughs>
11: Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. For this afternoon, going to be cooler with clouds, giving way to some sun, breezy with high 54. Colder with patchy clouds tonight, that low's dip to 28. Partly sunny, breezy, cooler tomorrow, high 44. And when you get back at it Monday, going to be mostly sunny and milder for the first day of spring, the high 54. I'm AccuWeather's Ruth O'Brien on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
2: And this is Seth Grossman sitting in for the vacationing John DeMassi on Talk with a Purpose on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM, 1450 AM uh, out of Northfield, New Jersey. Our phone lines are open 609-407-1450. And I'm also speaking as the executive director of LibertyAndProsperity.com. Uh, and I want to thank Brian Fitzherbert uh who hosted the meeting uh in my absence and he's really doing a great job of uh, stepping up to the plate as i become i guess more professor and uh, and and speaker um, and, and less um, able to go to all of the meetings let's go to Al of Corbin City Al welcome to the program you're on the air
12: good morning how you doing
2: i oh, i can see i picked up this cold from the grandkids but you know uh, outside that i'm doing okay uh Hope you hope you can hear my voice,
12: Scott. Uh, I can, hope you can hear mine. Um, yes. it's interesting. Interesting. I had something yesterday uh, happen to me, and it kind of um, uh, brought me back to one of the reasons I homeschooled. Uh, I was at the. Um, I don't often because I'm a chef. I don't particularly go to McDonald's very often, but I stopped to get some French fries because <laughs> I do like their fries. And when I was in inside uh, there, I had. Three or four uh, young men, I mean young men, but I'm talking about 12 years old and 10-year-old, knock into me, bump into me, get in front of me. Not one said, excuse me, I'm sorry, I apologize, anything. In fact, they just looked at me like I was dumbfounded when I said excuse me to them. And it it's, it, 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 you know, when I was in school... I mean, I did go to a a Quaker school. We were taught manners. We were taught to have respect for people that were older than us. Uh, I mean, respect for our parents. I, I, I could have gotten more trouble by being disrespectful to my mother than anything I could possibly do as a kid. And this is when we lose this in our culture, we lose our country. I mean, and it comes back to, you know, when when faith is no longer an issue and everything is on based on what you want at the time, you know, we're losing our country. And yeah, men have to be men. I mean, I homeschooled my kids. My wife stayed home. We paid a huge price for that. I could be retired right now.
2: Yeah, and, 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 and by the way, I agree, and that's why it's, it's it's up to the old grandparents like me who have to give the, write the checks, who have to be there to help watch the kids for those who, uh, of our children who realize the bankruptcy of our public schools and the need to either have homeschool or private school. But let me tr- trigger, you remind me of, of one of our standard liberty and prosperity messages, that the word city, uh, civilization, and civil... All come from this Latin word called civitas and and what Civitas Civitas was uh, you had all these barbarians you know living out in the open who could you know rob each other kill each other abuse each other do whatever they wanted to but the various tribes in Italy decided they would live together uh, in one city and they built walls around them to protect themselves from the barbarians and and in this uh, uh, city that they had the rules of Civitas where uh, they would treat each other uh, with certain respect recognize the rights and basically it's the, the Ten Commandments you know you don't kill somebody else you don't lie to somebody else you don't rob somebody else you're not jealous of somebody else you don't mess with somebody else's spouse and when you live together like that you have something called civilization. And you enjoy a level of safety and comfort and prosperity that you don't have when you do whatever you want to do. And and we're so we're teaching our kids that you have a right to this and a right to that, but you can't have any rights unless you also have responsibilities that go with those rights. And that's what the Bible's all about. That's what love thy neighbor as thyself is all about. Those are the basic ideas that created America and really created civilization itself. So I think it's very important that those be back in our public schools and our pop culture and our Hollywood movies and so on
12: but but you understand, but you' under, I understand exactly what you're saying this has got to come from the parents and we and and the thing about it is, is that parents have to stop thinking that they are their kids friends I am not my son's friend I am not my daughter's friend I'm her parent I tell them things that they don't want to hear I've, I've had when I've had to punish them I've had to punish them so that they learn and you know what I got two great kids okay uh, and i uh, have uh, great uh, kids because not because of because of the fact of what they were taught and they were taught I'm, my my wife god bless her soul she is one of the, she was there with them my daughter was in, in ocean city high school which is supposed to be for the last two years of her school she came to me after halfway through her junior year and said dad i'm taking papers i wrote two years ago turning them getting a's on them i says
2: don't tell your mom because she's going to kill you if she finds out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by, but by, 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 by the way, Al, I, I yes. heard my daughter actually say those exact words to my four-year-old granddaughter uh, last week when I was uh, with him. Where my four-year-old says, um, you're, "You're my best friend, mommy," and, she, and my, my, my uh, daughter said, "No, I'm not your friend. I'm your mom. <laughs> and uh, maybe someday when you're grown and on your own, you'll be my friend. But right now, uh, I'm the mom. You're my daughter, and uh, and and you have to do things a certain way. So yes, that's a that's our prime responsibility to teach those responsibilities, so we could be." Uh, civilized in cities um, and enjoy the benefits of civilization. Al, thank you so much for your support. And uh, l- let me move on. I don't know if I have to take a break or go to Bob of uh, of Cape May. Okay, we'll do Bob of Cape May. Uh, Bob, welcome to the program. Hi. Hi, Seth. I
10: thought you were going to break. But look, hey, Couple things there, I, and I know we're going to stick mainly to one topic, but but very quickly, uh, yeah. The, the the ills of our society all point to death, the dissolution of the family. They all point to it. But look, I just want to give a, a quick report on the great evening we had with Tucker Carlson last Saturday. Uh, the uh, it without absolutely saying those words, it, he he was very positive. With Governor DeSantis, he did not endorse Governor DeSantis for president, said a few nice things about President Trump. But Governor DeSantis was just described in glowing terms. The three things that, that, that the governor has done and all politicians should do for their constituents, okay, is one is make a positive difference in the everyday lives of people of Florida, Check mark for DeSantis. Care what the big media, uh, what the with big tech cares, no matter what names they call them, tech, uh, Mark, and And the most important thing I think is that the knows how to use the levers of government to enact his agenda. Uh, you know, Tucker made that analogy. If if you think in driving a car, if you think that button on the automatic transmission means race, you're not going to do a very good job no matter how well-intentioned you are. You have to know how to use government effectively to get your agenda approved.
2: Uh, yes, and, and I want to apologize to uh, our Liberty and Prosperity members because I originally posted the video of his 30-minute remarks on our Liberty com website, uh, but then I was advised by the James Madison Institute that because uh, Tucker Carlson uh, has a contract with Fox News, that videos cannot go out unless they're through uh, Fox News. So we're in the process of making a transcript of that so someone could read that. But, but uh, another point related to what uh, uh, Tucker Carlson said about Florida was, uh, and, and this just struck me, he said, what's going on in Florida... Uh, Tucker Carlson used to live in Washington, DC. Uh, he grew up in Rhode Island, had a vacation home in May in Maine, uh, often uh, stayed with family in La Jolla, California. He now lives in Boca Grande, Florida, where you have a house. And so many I, I was surprised to see many, many people from New Jersey and elsewhere living in Florida. And, and Tucker Carlson's exact words are, "This is reminding me of the Renaissance in Italy when suddenly uh, a bunch of very creative and talented and free-thinking people found themselves living in Italy and they created, the, uh, they produced such things of value in such a wonderful society, which we now know as the Renaissance. He says there's a renaissance, a genuine renaissance, taking place within the state of Florida. And I found that inspiring
10: uh yeah completely agree Seth. with you know he, he mentioned you know, other cities that you know san francisco in the late 60s for for you know, incredible you know music talent and, and incredible productivity and uh, you know it, again it's like-minded people who want freedom who want to make our country great again um that you know that's what's moving the Florida and look people that, that are have been very successful you know they're fleeing the confiscatory taxation that we have in blue states uh, you know blue states are an absolute mess Seth you, you, you've mentioned this so many times about New Jersey we've got the highest we've got the highest uh, tax rate in the country the worst balance sheet in the country now you really have to work at that to in order to achieve that kind of a uh, uh, infamous situation
2: oh, yeah. yeah and, and, and by, by the way it, the, the Florida the joy of being in Florida uh, hits you in many different ways and I don't know if you've been there uh, uh, lately but why was in Naples they have this supermarket called Seed to Table run by an eccentric character called Alfie Oaks O-A-K-E-S, O-A-K-E-S. And, yeah, uh, I'm and, and, with yeah. and and I and I and I went there. So it's like a supermarket that is just the cleanest, most efficient supermarket I've ever seen. About three times the size of the Summers Point Shoprite. But what's amazing about it is, you go to the meat section and you order yourself a steak, uh, and then if you pay like two or three dollars extra, they will cook that steak and serve it to you at a table. So you pay your money, you pick out your steak, and then you sit at a table, and, and then you get yourself a bottle of wine or beer, and you're enjoying it at the table, and you take what's, co- what's a, a homing device. So basically, the, the server uh, you know it ha- has like a, a radar that goes to your table, so you don't have to go to pick up your steak, you're just sitting relaxing at the table, and he brings you that. And that technology, that service, the prices, it was just something that I can't picture doing that uh, anywhere other than Florida. And of course, one of the reasons you could have, uh, you, you could compare that with why Atlantic City doesn't have a supermarket, it's because in Florida, people are so civilized, so polite, so friendly so courteous it's just like i was living back in atlantic city in the 1950s it was just a pure yeah as, sure. as much as much as i enjoyed uh the evening that you provided to me and andy and, 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 and brigantine just the ambiance of the entire four days i was there uh, was, was outstanding so thank you yeah no thank yeah, you're
10: welcome uh, look you know the uh exactly my sentiment you, know, you you come to certain areas of florida per, a, actually the per, predominant of the communities in florida hey you, know, you think you're back in the 1960s in terms of civility in terms of people getting along with each other courteousness you know, that's it's not just the sunshine you know it's not it's it's not just the weather uh you know i'm afraid you know what president trump criticized. Governor DeSantis, you know, saying that, you know, it's just a matter of the weather. Well, it's not. That's what a Democrat would do, unfortunately.
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And 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 by, uh, by, by, by the way, Tucker Carlson made a contrast between Florida and Texas. And Texas, of course, is another red state. But he said what troubles him about Texas is that Texas started out conservatives. And he says, oh, you have, you know, ranches in Texas and you have conservatives in Texas. But every year, Texas is more and more socialist, more and more Democrat. He says we keep forgetting that uh, 30 years ago, California was like Texas is today. You had ranches in California. Uh, California was a conservative state. He said the only way, place you really see freedom and liberty in America uh, clawing back and pushing back is in Florida. And, and, and by the way, uh, I forget who it was. I, the, the actor who, uh, who did Breaking Bad, I, I can't remember his name. But he basically said that the term MAGA, make America great again, is a racist statement. Because when has America ever been good, uh, to, uh, great for the African American? And you could just see uh, in the 1960s, Atlantic City. Uh, Atlantic City was great for the African-American. It was, a great, it was great for every American. Uh, during our Civil War, when you had uh, uh, 1.8 million white Americans fought a four-year Civil War to, to free uh, 4 million uh, black slaves when 310,000 of those white Americans died, uh, Americans uh, of all races did many, many great things. And to say we want to go back to those great things to call that races is just a, an outrageous lie. So um, anyway, it was just a great experience, and, and let's uh, maybe there's hope for bringing some of that to New Jersey.
10: Well, Seth, you know if the voters had half a brain in, in New Jersey, uh, you would be you would either be a governor, you'd be an ex governor, and I know New Jersey would have been totally different. Uh, we had the opportunity, we just didn't have. To. Sophisticated, intelligent voters.
2: Well well well, well the, the the brains are the same. We haven't lost our or changed our DNA. It's the brainwashing in the schools and the media uh, and, and just the day to day, the unions. And I'll talk about that. But I think we have to take a break right now. Right. Bob, I've got to take a break. Right, Thank you so man. much. Yeah. Bob Thank of Cape May, probably calling from uh, Sarasota, Florida. But he said it's a funny thing. He said I'll forever be Bob of Cape May, no matter where in the world I live. Um, people just introduce themselves. Oh, this is Bob of Cape May.
8: When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JMHC financial at 856-751-1771 or email joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. for over 37 years joe jakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan you'll find joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world the path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group 856-751-1771 856-751-1771 or email Joe at jayakovic at brokersifs.com Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services LLC, member SIPC Brokers International Financial Services LLC is not an affiliated company.
2: And this is Seth Grossman sitting in for the uh, vacationing John DeMassey on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM, 1450 AM in Northfield, New Jersey. Phone lines are open, 609-407-1450. If you want to reach libertyandprosperity.com to see our latest post and uh, to sign up for our most recent uh, uh, to get our weekly emails uh please go to liberty and and i'd like to uh, go into or talk about the uh, recent post i put up yesterday now a couple weeks ago i was driving i guess out of atlantic city and i saw a, a billboard i forget whether it was on the albany avenue road or the route 30 road into atlantic city for something called the black information network radio and uh it, it struck my curiosity but i didn't have a chance to listen to it uh until i was traveling from uh, fort myers florida to west palm beach in the middle of nowhere heading towards a town called cluiston uh and i picked up uh a station called 880 AM uh, WXBN in Miami, uh, which is uh, an affiliate of a black information uh, network. Now, three years ago, iHeart Media created BIN. It's an all-news radio network of 15 stations targeting the African-American communities around the nation. Today, it has roughly 65 stations. I don't believe uh, you could get it in this area, but... um, I thought it was interesting that here you have this network <coughs> is created by money from Bank of America, CVS, Geico, Lowe's, McDonald's, Sony, 23andMe, and Verizon. I, I find it especially troubling when you have these woke political causes being funded by Bank of America because what do they get out of it? Well, we see what they get out of it. They can make risky investments and make big profits from risky investments. And if their risky investments fail, they get bailed out by the government because they're promoting the woke socialist agenda of the Democrats who run the federal government. So anyway, I was listening to this station for more than an hour, driving again from one coast of Florida to the other, and uh, it it had nothing that station had nothing to do with uh, being black or being white or being any race it was a heavy-handed hate america socialist woke democrat propaganda radio network now there's a big difference between news and propaganda news gives you the facts concerning important current and historical events that you need to be informed to make choices uh, concerning public and personal issues. However, propaganda only gives facts that support one political agenda and does not give any facts or information to support any other point of view. Uh, All the news involved uh, stories of some alleged mistreatment of someone who was specifically identified as black um, uh, and, and they were the victim of some misconduct by someone who was specifically identified as either white or a police officer. So needless to say, in a country of 340 million people, if you wanna fill your entire news cycle of only incidents where someone who is black is mistreated by someone who is white or a police officer, you will certainly find it. But it completely distorts reality because those incidents are so very rare And what's far more common are uh, people of other races being uh, uh, attacked or murdered or mistreated by someone who is black or uh, black Americans mistreating each other. Uh, Even a routine story of a union dispute somewhere in New York, uh, the news story had a mention that the hospital employees uh, there are mostly black or brown. Uh, The other interesting thing is uh, every now and then it would, they'd give a hint of uh, a problem. It, they would talk about uh, in the culture section or sports section about a, a, a well-known black athlete or rap music artist who was murdered in a drive-by shooting. But those uh, news items, that it never mentioned who did the shooting, the race of the shooter, uh, or motive of the alleged shooters, because again, it did not advance that hate America racial division. Uh, agenda. I want to continue that thought and explain why this is so important uh, to deal with this. 95.5 FM and
1: 1450 AM, WPTG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Melville, a Town Square media station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John DeMassi.
2: Well, this is Seth Grossman sitting in for the vacationing John DeMassi for the third and final hour uh, of this week's portion of Talk with a Purpose. Our phone lines are open, 609-407-1450. Before I uh, talk about uh, the problem with black history or black news or black information, which, if you really boil it down, has nothing to do with skin color or ethnic group. What it really is, it's a kind of national socialism. And, uh, of course, the short word for national socialism is Nazi. And what... uh, Uh, has been uh, the propaganda that has been programmed to the black community since the 1960s has been this hate america uh, socialist program which is designed to make every black american feel that every disappointment or failure in uh, his or her life is caused by somebody else namely uh, uh, somebody who is not black whether white or asian or hispanic or by the system or the man but before i go back into that i want to uh, uh quickly tell you that i'm also the uh, executive director of liberty and which meets every saturday morning in summer's point at the uh, at sal's cafe on groveland avenue from 9.30 to 10.30. And I just wanna go through our mission statement. Uh, A, we teach basic ideas on how to be an American. We do this by telling America's unique history, uh, the special things that happen to bring greatness to America which have not happened to any other country uh, in the world. We talk about the importance of liberty and freedom and the responsibilities that are needed to enjoy liberty and freedom. We talk about the importance of constitutions to define and limit the power of government, like to deny the power uh, of people to do what they want to do, which is to say, I want something from the government, but I want somebody else to pay for it. Number four, we talk about do more than vote, how to help like-minded people be successful candidates to public office, whether for governor, assembly, senate, or school board. Another feature of liberty and prosperity is our weekly Saturday breakfast discussions. We point out, as, as uh, not Abraham Lincoln, as Benjamin Franklin said 300 years ago, there's no shame in saying something you believe in that turns out to be wrong. Uh, if after talking over or reading something or getting more information, you change your mind and getting it, and get it right. That's what we do every Saturday. And this is what we do here on Talk With a Purpose uh, every Saturday on the radio. The final point is we always root for the referee. Uh, we're the people in the stands rooting for the referee, not any particular team. And that sometimes makes us unpopular. Uh, we got involved in the... Uh, in the court case to stop the unfair tax breaks to cas- uh, to casinos not because they were unfair but because they violated our state constitution and that's why we uh when republicans do something wrong even though most of us are republicans uh we tell the truth about republicans as well as democrats uh, having said that before i go to uh, uh to talk about that uh, uh, uh just an, a horrible example of, of fake black history. Let's go to Jonathan of Ocean City. Jonathan, welcome to the program. You're on the air.
9: Thanks. Uh, uh, good afternoon. Hi. A question. Just well, not, qu- you not, not just quite.
2: It, it, it's daylight. It's daylight savings time, so it's
9: <laughs> not <one> afternoon <laughs> that's yet. That's true, and I, ke- I uh, keep that in mind. That's true. You do uh, have to pace yourself. But, but, Back by, to by, reality. By, by,
2: by the way, by the way, that's that. Daylight savings time is, is a typical example of uh, of government overreach because it used to be that time was based on scientific fact when it was 12 noon the sun was directly overhead and you have had half, half the daylight behind you and half in front of you so you did not need a clock to know approximately what time it was you just had to look at the sun but because the government tells you we're giving you an extra hour of daylight in the afternoon by taking away an hour of daylight in the morning you know to make the the whole you know everybody in the country change their schedule to accommodate you know a couple of people that is a classic uh you know one of the first socialist uh, ideas but but I, I i digress go ahead jonathan i'm sorry
9: no you're you're right about that i spent a couple of years in arizona and you don't change the clocks in arizona and i I really felt that um, it it was more of an even-feeling life. uh, Every time they do this to us, it is a little bit of a, you know, I watched my children going to school. I mean, now they have to get up an hour earlier, and it does throw off things, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, you're right. Um, and And I saw it firsthand with the toddlers. The bath time, the breakfast time, the meal time, total chaos, and why? Uh, all because in yeah, 1909, yeah, you know how the, how the whole thing started? In 1909, you had this socialist politician in England uh, was taking a ride on his horse on a summer morning, and most of the village was sleeping. And he thought, how horrible that, that I'm enjoying this wonderful morning while the rest of the uh, village is sleeping. So he uses his political influence to get... Uh, the, the the Parliament to pass a law moving everybody's clocks forward in the summer, so rather than let people voluntarily decide if they want to get up an hour early or not, uh, leave it for the socialists to know what's best for everybody else. But I know that's not what wow. he called. Uh, <laughs> I always thought it was Benjamin Franklin that did that. No, 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 no. This 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 was a progressive slash socialist thing, and when uh, Woodrow Wilson brought it to um, America. Uh, the, the uh, Congress uh, di- didn't do it. So what Woodrow Wilson did is he, he blamed it all on the selfish, greedy railroads who don't want to completely screw up their schedules. And, you know, it was very, uh, you know, the railroad uh, barons, they were like the 1%. They were the evil capitalists. So everybody hated the railroad owners, so they did it. And even then he couldn't get the support, so he put it through as an emergency war uh, measure during World War One by executive order, uh, and then gradually wow. people got used to it. So, so it just show, wow. shows how.
9: Uh, so now, 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 yes. I'm, I'm, now you have me thinking about another thing, which is this Colonel Edward uh, Mandan House. that was uh, kind of um, in charge of Woodrow Wilson, from what I understand. Okay. I wonder if he well, had something to do with it.
1: Well, well
2: anyway, but I, here I. Uh, we. By the way, this you're living a typical. Breakfast discussion at Liberty and Prosperity, where we start talking about one thing, we end up all the way uh, talking (laughs) about something else. But uh, uh, go back back to go go back back. to what you called about. I don't want to get you too far off topic.
9: Well, well, um, you got me listening to you before I was on hold. Now I want to know who the referee is. You said that Liberty and Prosperity kind of roots for the referee. Who is that?
2: Well, well, the referee. And, and, and a football game where the umpire goes by a rule book that everybody okay. uh, f- agrees to before the game uh, could you okay. imagine how awful football and baseball games would be if the if the popular home team doesn't get a first down after four tries so the referee says you know what uh, these kids really need the scholarships so i'm going to give them a fifth try to get a first down uh, nobody so the would tolerate.
9: The Constitution? No, is right. The, it, it, the
2: Constitution? Well, well, well it's. it's you know, we're the referee in this. Uh, rooting for the referee, the people who defend the Constitution. So the Constitution okay. is the rules. If the Constitution says that all citizens have to be treated equally, and we see laws that give certain people benefits that they did not earn at the expense of others who did nothing wrong. That's a fundamental violation of the equal protection clauses of our federal and state constitutions. So when we say we root right. for the referee, we uh, are rooting for the people who defend the Constitution. And it's, it's very well, important. With that. Uh, and, and I keep bringing this up uh, like, like the most miserable, violent, dangerous, poorest country in the world, I think, is the country of Haiti uh, uh in, in the Caribbean. And they have a con they have the same constitution we have, but they have a saying yeah. in Haiti that goes like this. It, it goes, constitutions are made of paper, but bayonets are made of steel. Meaning. Wow.
9: You're just, you're just, you're hitting on everything I'm thinking. Uh, it's unbelievable. Mean, meaning that the police and the judicial system control our lives. And if we don't, get the executive branch to do the right thing, then right. then they enforce these things on us through tyranny, really. Right. Anyway, so, so, I, was call, I was calling about this movie, uh, Jesus Revolution. I went to see it last night. Okay. And what you guys are talking about as far as the family and everything, it's interesting whether, whether people buy into what was going on or not. It was interesting that a lot of the people, when they were at this thing called the Pirate's Cove being baptized, people would uh point to the sky they weren't pointing at themselves they weren't pointing at anybody else they were pointing to the sky for for truth and for you know in in this movie and it was just interesting to see that that um a a lot of the movie was more about uh, not judging people and um you know pointing to the sky for your answers and one of the lines in the movie was uh the truth is easy and I thought that was interesting because, you know, if it, if all this angst that we have, it's almost like because we're not telling the truth. And our poor children, Seth, I mean, it is, it is what we're doing to our kids in this country is, is criminal almost. I mean, I've experienced it in, in the Ocean City School District. It's been unbelievable the way I've seen these employees treat children. And it's just, uh, it's sickening. And I spoke out about it quite a bit. And you know what they labeled me, Seth, as a domestic terrorist. And in my mind, have ta- I've called you about this, about their oaths. Them not, they you know, teachers have oaths. They sign an oath. And I've ordered the oaths through Oprah, a lot of these teachers. And I'm looking at it thinking, you know, you're the domestic terrorist that don't, when you don't, when you don't honor your oath, you're the domestic terrorist. And that goes for every police officer.
2: Right, but well, I, I just want to point out that the oath you're talking about in the uh, United States Constitution, I, f- I believe it's Article 5. I'm, I'm not exactly sure, but there's a clause uh, that says that every uh, government employee of the federal government and of the state government, every official has to take an oath uh, to uh, support, uh, defend, and protect the Constitution of the United States. And part of that constitution, you know, involves respecting the unalienable rights of each individual to be treated equally. So, Amen. so, so that's Amen. the, the fundamental. The second thing I want to bring up is we hear a lot of talk about the um, the separation of church and state uh, in America, and, and we never had the separation of church. We, we had this. We we ha- in our constitution it says the federal government and the state governments cannot. Give money to a particular church. However, America was always built on the basic uh, Bible based uh, uh, moral foundation of the Ten Commandments. How you treat people. Sure. Uh, How you uh, treat people. Right. And and, and that goes down to the Ten Commandments Uh, you shall not uh, murder, Uh, you shall not steal. You shall not mess with someone else's thy neighbor. family. Don't lie, and the most important one is: uh, you shall not covet. You shall not be jealous of what your neighbor has. Uh, coupled Amen. with uh, love thy neighbor as thyself, and if you uh, and what about don't lie about your neighbor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. D- don't bear false testimony. So, so that's the fundamental uh, principles that made our country. And if you look at what woke. Democrats and socialists are about, everything is about envy and being jealous of what your neighbor has. The it's belief that whatever, Seth. what? what, It's about themselves. Right, it, it, about. It, it, it means you say whatever I want, whatever I need, whatever I wish I had but don't have, it's somebody else's job to give it to me. And if somebody, if I have too little, it's because somebody has too much and that is the yeah, but they're opposite they're
9: using the government to do it they're not using their own companies they're using their the, the they, government and the people's business to do it and right. there's
2: the problem right so 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 there, there so in, in other words if if i break if i don't have a, a color tv a flat screen tv and i break into your house and steal your widescreen tv i'm a thief but if i vote for a politician who puts a $500 extra tax on you and gives me a $500, you know, uh, tax credit uh, for money I never earned, uh, I am just as much of a thief except I'm using the government as a middleman. That's something we exactly. have to t- teach our children. All right, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going right, to quit tonight, while I'm yeah, ahead while we still agree on work. everything. Uh, Jonathan, thank All you right. so, <laughs> so much. All right, now where, where am I? Okay, it's the Tom of L- Little Egg Harbor Township. Is that the next one? or? No? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The Bill of Ocean City. I, I read it wrong. Uh, three comes That's after right. two. good morning. Bill, welcome good to the morning, program. Sis. Sorry for the mix-up.
13: That's okay, thanks. Uh, I'm a physician, not a lawyer, but I have a question about the Constitution that applies to abortions. Uh, since the Supreme Court uh, sent the abortion issue back to the states are they not obliged to comply with Section 1 of the 14th Amendment? Which I'm sure you're aware of, but for listeners, it simply says, all persons born in the United States are citizens, and no state shall deprive any person of life, etc., without due process of law. Well, the procedure of abortion, for, for almost the entire history of that procedure, has had a dreaded complication and that dreaded complication is a live born child and there are thousands of people alive today who've survived abortions and were born alive so as the states make their abortion laws are they not obliged to protect those individual persons who were born alive and provide them with due process of law before they are neglected and allowed to die
2: uh, well well that that's a complicated question that I'm not even going to, to touch because it really comes uh, down to when does a human life begin and uh, certain religions uh, talk about when the soul uh, is, is recognized and and and, and all I could say is before 15 weeks uh, there seems to be some disagreement after 15 that's weeks that's not uh, really.
13: That's not really what
2: the Constitution is saying. Is saying persons
13: who are born in the United States, right? So, so the, and uh, once the child, com- yeah, and the dreaded complication is a born alive child. It's been r- recognized for r- 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 many years.
2: So, so the, the so the test is, what is a person? All I'm going to say is, I, I'm. It's it's beyond my scope. Uh, I, you know, you have that opinion, but I, but at this point, I think it is very very important that so much progress has been made uh, to to get uh, you know the 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 lives of unborn children after 15 weeks recognized that i think it would be a big 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 mistake well, i am just I'm giving you my personal opinion that. i'm giving my personal yeah, opinion I'm not a big big sure. big mistake i'm not
13: discounting that i i also agree that the unborn children in the womb are people that deserve I protection I, I understand that but Uh, The common definition of born is you've exited the womb. And you're now breathing and and showing a heartbeat, and you're a little child, probably preterm. Yeah, right. But uh, read Melissa Odin's book; she's a survivor of failed abortion. There are many you can find many of them on the
2: web. But
13: but but And but, uh, I think states should be obliged to but, enforce and and comply with that Fourteenth yeah, well, Amendment. Well, here's, because they here's, have citizens on their hands when I, when a
2: child been I, I, alive. I understand your belief, however. My opinion is that uh, I think it's important to recognize the gains that have been made and allow the culture to catch up to uh, the latest Supreme Court decision. Because if not, what's going to happen is uh, anyone who Mm -hmm. expresses a pro-life position is going to be voted out of office and will go back to abortions in the ninth month again. So I understand and respect your views, but I'm just not with you on this one. Okay.
13: All right. Well, in current events, if I have time, I'd uh, I'd like to recommend a book to people called The Moral Case for Fossil Fuels. And one of the biggest arguments that's not always mentioned is that these windmills don't work and they're more trouble uh, than they're worth. And they're a lot more expensive to start up than the revenue they bring in. But in this book by Alex Epstein called The Moral Case for Fossil Fuels, he makes a compelling argument. The fossil fuels are a lot cleaner and a lot more efficient. and the and that nuclear power, the only way to provide energy and and guarantee human flourishing, which should be our goal uh, than any of the green energy uh, projects. Um, wind and solar energy will not provide enough energy for the seven to eight billion people alive on the planet today. And if we eliminate fossil fuels and nuclear energy, which they're doing, uh,
2: you're going to s- s- um, sentence a lot of people to
13: die in the world. Yes, the but
2: but but but, but, yes. but Bill, uh, I, you're giving the the socialists and the leftists way too much credit. I mean, the whole reason they're doing that is the same reason they want to break up the family. They want to make uh, people poor, independent on government and the socialist or Democratic Party. Um, that runs the government, and, and let me give you the example. Remember, first they said dirty coal was no good. We had to close down all the dirty coal with the sulfur. So then we came up with clean coal without sulfur. Then they didn't like that either. Uh, so we came up with oil. And then uh, they said they didn't like the oil either. So we had hydroelectric dams. Then they said we were endangering the fish. So we had to tear down the hydroelectric dams, even if, even though we had the fish ladders, Right. Uh, so, so then we came up with fracking and natural gas, and they came up with the lies that if we ran a pipe underneath Route 49 from Millville to uh, Beasley's Point for that uh, power plant by, uh, what, milepost uh, 29 on the parkway, it would poison the water and, and, and cause forest fires in the Pinelands. So we get rid of that. So, so uh, okay, we have nuclear power. Oh, no, we got to close down Oyster Creek plant. We, we can't go through with the doubling of the Salem facility. So what do they leave us with? They leave us with wind that, that anyone who knew basic eighth-grade science in the 50s knows it can't work, it can't be stored. Uh, I've said that all the time, and, and solar is just as unreliable because we have something called clouds and we have something called night. So it's, so it's all designed to make us dependent, which is why they have the so-called smart meters to make sure that whenever they feel like it, they could turn off the power or, or limit the power in anybody's house. So, uh, I mean, you're absolutely right on that. So uh, I'm glad we have some point of agreement on something. All right, Bill, I've got oh, to yeah. move on uh, I would take a break. Thank you very much. Bill of Ocean City.
8: Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC member SIPC Brokers International Financial Services, LLC is not an affiliated company. When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML Financial at 856-751-7777. Or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. For over 37 years, Joe Yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan. You'll find Joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie-cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world. The path to your financial wellness, spend, or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group. 856 751 856-751-1771 or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com
2: <clears throat> Okay, uh, Seth Grossman sitting in for John DeMasi with 32 and a half minutes left to go on uh, WPG Talk Radio at 95.5 FM 1450 AM out of Northfield, New Jersey Uh, Phone lines are open, 609-407-1450. And I want to talk about uh, that that, uh, fake black history about George Washington uh, that I I heard when I was traveling in Florida between uh, Fort Myers and West Palm Beach. Uh, But in case I don't get to it, Uh, because I'm getting these phone calls, Uh, please look for that post on libertyandprosperity.com. And if you like posts uh, uh, like that, uh, please subscribe to our free uh, weekly email updates. And if you want to keep us on the radio station, if you want to keep our websites and other messages going out, uh, have us make another round of postcards, please make an online donation Or send your check payable, tax-deductible check, an anonymous check, payable to libertyandprosperity.com and send it to uh, Liberty and Prosperity, care of the old, uh, what used to be the law offices of Seth Grossman in Summers Point, New Jersey. Uh, Tom of Little Ugg Harbor Township, now I get you. I hope you're still there.
14: Hey, now I'm right here. That the, one day I'm going to get over to your Liberty and Prosperity. Are you still doing that day,
2: the diner there on? That no, dinner? no, 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 no. Well, be, because of COVID, and because they had a liquor okay. license and were afraid of the wrath of Governor Murphy, uh, we had to move to uh, Summers we, we had to move to Summers Point. Uh, 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 in uh, it's called Sal's Cafe, Groveland Avenue in right. Summers Point. Uh, Five hundred one. Okay. That's it's called Sal's Coal Fired Pizza. But they have a great breakfast. And when do you have that
14: on? What days
2: you? have? Every Saturday, nine thirty to ten thirty, and and, okay. and and we have a nice uh, Little Egg Harbor Township uh, contingent. So if you want to email me through the website, uh, I could get you in touch okay. with some other folks who make the same trip, so you don't have to pay that outrageous was a two dollar and twenty five cent toll or, or something. Oh, I oh, no, I guess you you. Uh, you, you go in through. Well, I think um, the Parkway. I
14: think the because I work at resorts. I think the Parkway all the way to the express. pay is on the expressway. Okay, That $1.35 thirty-five.
2: All right, so and, and, of, co- and of course, if you want to be a like like us locals, you'll get off at exit thirty-six and avoid okay, the toll, exactly. the Summers Point toll. Okay. Anyway, so exactly. I know that's the we didn't call to talk about breakfast and tolls. What's on your mind? And thanks for your patience okay, and hanging listen. on. Nah, nah, that's yeah.
14: fine. Listen, it's always a pleasure. Listen, um. I, know, I don't know if you want to talk about Trump thing. He says he's going to get arrested Tuesday. Now, does if he gets arrested, does this stop him from running for president?
2: No, he, of course he could run. As a practical matter, it's going to make his life a lot, dif- a lot more difficult.
14: Right, 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 right. I was just curious about that. Okay, that's that's another subject.
2: Yeah, as we you see, if you follow the online comments, uh, you you have to get donors. Uh, to donate for campaigns, and a lot of your big donors don't right. want to be donating to legal fees. They want to have the money they donate go to campaigns to help somebody exactly. get elected. So, uh, exactly. we'll, we'll, we'll just have to see how that plays out.
14: Yeah. Now, like, um, like when he, when Governor Murphy is running, and then Jack Sodarelli was running against him, right? Right. Now, one thing that Jack was saying taking the school taxes out of my property taxes. Now I know he's not, he didn't win. And Why don't he throw this at Murphy? I know they want it, it's a political thing. I would love to have my school taxes taken the hell out of my property taxes because our kids ain't learning anyway. We're spending $30,000 in these high school for these students and they're still not learning how to read or write when they get the hell out. So the money's totally wasted. All of it's administrative costs anyhow. So there's billions of dollars where they could take and use for the school taxes. This way more be affordable for people to live here, especially the seniors, when they don't have no kids in school.
2: Well, of of course, everybody pays taxes for the schools. And you you can't you can't. uh, One of the things that's basic about our Constitution, everybody has to pay taxes based on the same rate, or at least that's how it should be. And the reason isn't just about a fair about fairness. The reason is that everybody needs to have a stake in the government, uh, and and you'll notice that the the real evil purpose. And I know I made a lot of enemies when I said this, uh, when they when they exempted senior citizens from certain taxes, is suddenly senior citizens didn't care about the, uh, uh, the their local school budgets anymore. They didn't care about their local, you know, uh, town budgets, because they said, well, if my if I have a senior tax freeze. Uh, the government could could spend all the money at once. They could hire whoever they want to, and I don't care because I'm not paying for it. Somebody else is paying for it. So you've got to have all the stakeholders uh, share uh, in the burden as well as the vote. You can't have people vote increases that they don't pay for, at least in a system of democracy. But you raise an interesting point. How do we get the state income tax in the first place? And by the way, if you re, if you remember... When, it, when New Jersey used to be great, until 1966, New Jersey did not have a state sales tax. We did not have a state income tax. We did not have a lottery, and we did not have gambling. Yet, New Jersey had affordable property taxes. We had the best schools. We had the best highways. We had the best law enforcement. It was a beautiful place to live. What turned New Jersey around, you know, what, what ruined New Jersey? The idea. Let's think of politicians. <laughs> well, no, no. Uh, you know, that, that's it. Uh, when I started out in politics as a young man, uh, I, I used to believe that my problem was corrupt politicians. After a while, I realized the problem is corrupt voters, not corrupt politicians. Because the politicians we get are exactly who the voters want. And what the voters want is somebody who's going to give them free stuff that's paid for by somebody else. It's human nature, and that's why you need constitutions to stop that from happening. But New Jersey started to go into the toilet in 1966 when most people in New Jersey said, my property taxes are too high, so let's have a sales tax, a state sales tax to pay for the schools – so that my property taxes will go down. So what happened in 1966? Uh, you had a, a new sales tax because everyone thought, well, somebody else is going to pay for my schools now. But what happened is because the schools had extra money, the teachers' union just demanded more money and more, you know, salaries and more administrators and more programs. So you had higher uh, property taxes plus a high a, a new sales tax. So what happened in 1976? Somebody said, well, let's have my property taxes are too high. So let's have a income tax on top of the sales tax and on top of the property tax. And then the sales tax went from 2% to 3% to 5% to 7%, right? And and then we had the income tax go from 2% to 2.5%. So whenever you start the idea that I want lower taxes for me by having higher taxes on somebody else, you get more waste, you get more corruption, you get more abuse, and you end up paying more. So I, I would disagree with you on that point.
14: Well, I, I well, you might have to agree with me, because we have 600 school districts, three states. You can get Delaware, Maryland, and Pennsylvania. They don't have any school districts put
2: together. That's, a, that's,
14: that's a, a, another a, broken th- system right there.
2: No, 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 see that, but that, once again, that's not the problem, because back before we had the state sales tax, and before we had the state income tax, we had the same 636 school districts and we had low property taxes, affordable salaries. Um, you know, everything was under control. We did not lose control because we had too many school districts. Because guess what What happens if you have bigger school districts? Then you, you know, instead of having uh, you know five superintendents, you'll have a superintendent and four deputy assistant superintendents. You're not gonna save any money. Uh, the real problem is well,
9: you've it's got, you
2: have don't no, an administrative cost. Uh, no, it doesn't. <laughs> you, 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 you just you just you, you, remember you assume that someone's going to get fired, but when did you ever know politically connected people to get fired? So what would happen? If, uh, what if they get fired? They don't have the political clout they think they have. But we right. we, we we go through this in uh, in. Uh, like like in, in, where I live in uh, Northfield, Linwood and Summers Point. So you have three school districts. Um, they they said, well, why don't you ever consolidate the three school districts? Uh, you're not going to save anything because, uh, again, uh, nobody would get fired. We used to have um, now you have three superintendents. So they would uh, have a a superintendent of the whole school district and they'd have, what what would stop them from having two assistant superintendents? Uh, What you need to do is you have to have people say, enough, we don't want to pay for this. And we're going to reach that point soon because you now have a, a, a government at the federal, state, and local level where the average taxpayer cannot afford the cost of government. So what's going to happen They're like is like drunken sailors. Yeah, yeah. But, but what I know from my experience as a lawyer is whenever I have clients come to see me and they'd say, uh, I, I, I need you to, uh, to give me financial advice. I say, well, you have to, you have two cars. You have to cut back to one car. You have, uh okay. you know, you're taking vacations, uh, three times a year. You got to cut it down to one time a year. You're going out to, to restaurants five nights a week. You got to, and they say, no, no, no. So they wouldn't take me seriously until uh, they maxed out their credit cards and they're getting their wages attached and now they don't have the money. So now they would hire me for a bankruptcy. Unfortunately, it's human nature that until people have to do something, they won't do it. As long as as government could borrow money to stay afloat, they're going to borrow, borrow and borrow until suddenly someone's not going to get paid back and the whole thing collapses. Uh, I and the piggy bank's going to get dry. But 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 not – so all I'm doing with liberty and prosperity, I'm not going to get people to change their nature. But but when the collapse does happen, I want them to know why the collapse happened and where we have to go from there. And by the way, Rush Limbaugh often said the same thing. He said he can't fight Santa Claus. As long as Santa Claus is handing out money, no one's going to not want to take money from Santa Claus. So we, we've got to just dry up the borrowing. Tony, I've got to move on to uh, to Joe Smithville, but I have to take a break first. Uh, Joe Smithville, please hang in there. I'll be right with you.
0: Check out their outstanding selection of new, pre-owned, and L-certified pre-owned vehicles on their website, LexusofAtlanticCity.com. That's LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Or, if you want more information, call 609-641-0008. Lexus of Atlantic City, now celebrating their 26th year in the area. A dealership that you'll enjoy. No pressure, no gimmicks, no hassle, no hype. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. And remember, always online at Lexus of Atlantic City.
6: Are you confused about when to take Social Security? Are you concerned about paying high taxes in retirement? Are you tired of losing money? Don't you wish you could be protected from the ups and downs of today's economy? You can by attending a free workshop given by Joe Yakovich of JML Financial Group. You've heard Joe on the radio for many years, and now you can hear him in person discuss his strategies on protecting your money and keeping it where you don't lose. These workshops will be held at Stockton University on Tuesday, March 21st at 6, 30 p.m. and again on Wednesday, March 29th at 630. Learn how Joe Yakovich and his team can help you sleep better at night by not worrying about your nest egg. You'll also receive a complimentary Social Security planning guide. That's Joe Yakovich and JML Financial Group's workshops, Tuesday, March 21st at 630 and Wednesday, March 29th at 630 at Stockton University. To register, call 856-751-1771. 856-751-1771. Or JML Financial Group's group.com.
11: Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. For this afternoon, going to be cooler with clouds, giving way to some sun, breezy with high 54. Colder with patchy clouds tonight, that low's dipping to 28. Partly sunny, breezy, cooler tomorrow, high 44. And when you get back at it Monday, going to be mostly sunny and milder for the first day of spring, the high 54. I'm AccuWeather's Ruth O'Brien on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
2: And this is Seth Grossman uh, sitting in for John Demassey, heading into the final 18 minutes of Talk with a Purpose on uh, WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM, 1450 AM, 609-407-1450, if you want to squeeze in uh, these last 18 minutes. And if you'd like to learn more about libertyandprosperity.com, Go to our website, read our articles and our posts. And if you don't see a topic that interests you, we have a search bar. You see, we we have hundreds of posts, but we can only fit about nine or 10 of them on the home page. So if you have a topic, just use the search bar and I'm sure you'll find four or five uh, interesting posts on just about any topic you pick. And if you want to get our updates on a weekly basis, Uh, please sign up through the website Uh, the term is to subscribe to our free email updates Uh, and uh, if you like what we're doing and you want to keep us going uh, please make a tax deductible donation um, through our website libertyandprosperity.com or um, uh, become a uh, member for 30 dollars a year and pay your 2023 dues all right. Uh, did Joe Smith or anyone come back? I'm, Joe, I really apologize for that. Sometimes I get carried away. The uh, problem with uh, w- with fake history that's being taught in our uh, public schools and in our colleges, uh, and it's not just Stockton University that is woke, uh, because uh, Atlantic Cape Community College even though it's controlled by seven trustees uh, picked by uh, Republican Atlanta County Executive Denny Levinson with the consent of the uh, Board of Atlanta County Commissioners and three uh, picked by uh, Len Desiderio with the consent of the Republican uh, County Commissioners, Uh, you have 13 trustees, uh, 10 picked by Republicans, three-picked by Democrat Murphy, uh, Atlanta Cape Community College is every bit as woke right now as Stockton University, even to the point where uh, last uh, month to achieve certain diversity, equity, and inclusion goals, uh, the uh, the college set up separate meetings for black faculty members, uh and white faculty members, well, actually, it wasn't just black. If you were black, um, Hispanic, uh, actually, black, non-white Hispanic, um, uh, Pacific Islander, and various other categories, you would meet on a Friday. But if you are any other ethnic group, you'd meet on a uh, Thursday. Uh, And uh, the whole purpose of having the separate meetings, according to the president, I forget what her name is, Barbara... Gabber or, or, or something. She said she had to protect employees of color. So if you think that uh, if, if you don't realize that both Stockton University and Atlanta Cape Community College uh, are that woke uh, that's what we have to deal with. Now what they do in the classroom they teach the, these uh, fake uh, science Uh, fake uh, history that basically teaches that um, everyone other than a white heterosexual male is a victim of white heterosexual men. And I don't have time to go into all of it, but that really changes the perception of reality for young people coming out of these colleges because when it comes to voting their perception of reality is so distorted, they just presume if they see a heterosexual white male candidate for public office, they assume that that he, he is not good for women or gays or black Americans or Hispanic Americans. And right away, there's a bias not to vote for that person. And so... Um, When I become a candidate or became a candidate for public office, I already had somewhere between 30 to 45% of the electorate was determined to vote against me before they even knew who I was because they learned the fake history that in the past, every evil in society today was caused by people who looked just like me. So if we're going to change the politics of America. We've got to change the education of America. And that's why what uh, Governor DeSantis is doing in Florida is so important. And that is why I'm so disappointed that the folks in Ocean City who got elected to the school board are getting zero support whatsoever from Republican officials at the county and state level. And that has got to change. And um, from what I see, uh, when I heard, every candidate I have heard running for public office in Atlantic and Cape May County has not even mentioned that issue as being on their radar screen. Or if they do, they just mention it as a campaign promise, uh, but no concrete action behind it. Now, to, to give you an example of what fake black history is. Uh, let me give you an example of what I heard while listening to the uh, the history segment on the Black Information Network affiliate, which was, uh, let's see if I have the station uh, in, in Miami. I um, have my, let's see, WXBN 880 AM near Miami, Florida. So they were talking about George Washington. Now, Why was this propaganda? You see, George Washington was far more than a great American. He was the father of our country. There would have been no United States of America had it not been for George Washington. George Washington was a perfect role model for children growing up in one-parent homes. Washington had to drop out of school at age 11 when his father died. Washington had to give himself an education by reading on his own. He had to learn a useful trade by working as an apprentice, working more than a year to learn the useful trade of surveying. Uh, George Washington also wanted to advance socially, and as Benjamin Franklin taught at the time, uh, you a young man could not be successful unless he was married. A young man, unmarried, was like half a pair of scissors, according to Ben Franklin. So young George Washington taught himself how to properly speak, dress, and dance, and even engage in interesting conversation so he could socialize with the wealthy and educated families and marry well. Eventually, George Washington became one of the wealthiest men in America. However, George Washington risked all of his wealth and his very life to make America independent and a land of liberty and prosperity for all Americans. He did that by creating and commanding an army that defeated the most powerful army in the world in a brutal eight-year war, the American Revolution. After winning that war, George Washington commanded the most powerful army in North America But he walked away from that army and returned home to his farm and disbanded the army. Uh, By doing that, he taught Americans a powerful lesson of the importance of self-government. Not to trust your country and your future to one smart man to fix everything, or one strong man to fix everything. Later, that government was about to fail though George Washington called for and presided over a constitutional convention to create a more perfect union. George Washington then became our first president, and under George Washington's eight years, Americans enjoyed unprecedented growth, peace, and prosperity, and virtually all the northern states abolished slavery. However, Washington stepped down after eight years, he again wanted Americans to get used to running their own country. So that's the story of George Washington. The Black Information Network in its black history did not mention any of this uh, on the air. It simply reported that George Washington owned 317 slaves at the time of his death. It also said that Washington broke Pennsylvania laws when he lived in Philadelphia, which was then the capital of the United States that's because several of his slaves lived with him at his house in Philadelphia at the time even though slavery was not permitted in Pennsylvania Um, so uh, George Washington um, can be criticized uh, for being short sighted on the issue of slavery let me just see if I can have the uh, Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I missed the page. Since the full story of George Washington is no longer taught in our public schools, colleges, or Hollywood and TV entertainment, the so-called Black History segment of the Black Information Network confirmed that hate American socialist propaganda evoked Democrats. That propaganda falsely teaches that America was founded by white racists as a white racist country, and that propaganda leaves out these inconvenient facts. George Washington was 11 years old when his father died, when he inherited his father's farm with 11 slaves. George Washington later married into a family that owned more slaves. George Washington did not create slavery or capture or buy any slaves. However, what is important is that as George Washington grew older, his views on slavery changed. As a young man, George Washington thought slavery was normal. He also thought at first he treated his slaves fairly. He recognized their marriages. He didn't break up families. He gave them the same housing, clothing, food, and medical care as free black and white workers. However, George Washington realized the evil of slavery when several of his slaves escaped when the British offered them freedom during the American Revolution. When America finally obtained its independence, George Washington set up a complicated legal plan to make sure that all of his slaves would be free when, his, when he and his wife died and also financially independent and self-sufficient. When George Washington had a few of his slaves living with him in Philadelphia, they all knew that they would be soon free and uh, given enough money to be self-sufficient. Had any of them walked away, nothing could have stopped them. But those details were not mentioned in the Black History segment of BIN Radio. George Washington, like most framers of our Constitution, also approved a provision that limited the voting power of slave owners and ended the importation of new slaves within 20 years. Years later, Abraham Lincoln did careful research proving that Washington... And most of the founding fathers did not risk breaking up the Union to immediately end slavery only because they thought that slavery was already, quote, on the verge of ultimate extinction. Of course, that did not happen. In the early 1800s, the invention of the cotton gin and mass production of fabric in England made cotton and slavery so obscenely profitable that it was like the crack cocaine and human trafficking we have today. That is what caused slavery to expand rather than die out in the cotton states of Georgia, Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, and Texas. Now, George Washington can be criticized for being short-sighted on this issue, but there is zero historical evidence that uh, Washington or the other founders expected the enslavement of black Americans to continue. Uh, It's also important to remember that... uh, that in Haiti, the uh, George Washington of Haiti reinstituted slavery to make money from the sugar uh, uh, plantations. And I've got to go. If you want to finish reading the entire post, go to libertyandprosperity.com, where we compare America's George Washington and Haiti's Jean-Jacques Dessalines. Libertyandprosperity.com. Time flies when you're having fun. Uh, Thank you, John. I hope you're having a good vacation and uh, have a great week. Liberty and process when
8: it comes to you and your family's financial wellness. There are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money. Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich.com at JML Financial at 856-751-1771 or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. For over 37 years, Joe Yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan. You'll find Joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie-cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world. The path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group. 856-751-1771. 856-751-1771. 1771. Or email Joe at Yakovich at brokersifs.com. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services LLC, member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services LLC is not an affiliated company.
0: Chances are you've tasted the delicious fruits and vegetables from BF Mazio, but didn't know it. That's because BF Mazio has a huge wholesale division that delivers to area restaurants, schools, hospitals, Hospitals and more. If you own a restaurant or run a commercial kitchen, call BF Masio's wholesale division at 609-641-6608. That's 609-641-6608. And don't forget BF Masio at 601 New Road in Northfield. Call 609-641-6608.
2: Okay, I just have one minute, right? Uh, just enough to uh, invite you to look at our LibertyandProsperity.com website. To see the comparison between Jean-Jacques Dessalines, the George Washington of the black majority nation of Haiti, and George Washington of America. Dessalines was born uh, a slave, black slaves in Haiti. Washington was a white slave owner. So why is it that Haiti, blacks uh, living in Haiti, are living with poverty, violence, and misery while um, um, and so many want to live in America, you compare the uh, what Washington did right, what Desalinas did wrong, and um, and then you will see that a true Black history would uh, teach the truth about both men, and understand why George Washington, a white slave owner, much better role model for Black Americans today. I think uh, I've just about used up the time, and now I could uh, say libertyandprosperity.com to read the rest of that story.
0: The preceding program was paid for and presented by John DeMassi.